Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast. Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded. Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast. Where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. All right. Look, man, this is going to be a little bit of a rant really quick, but sometimes I kind of hate the algorithm itself because you can't do fun things like surprise guests where you got to like tune in and it's like, oh, man, I can't believe this is the guest because it's not how the algorithm works. Right. It'll just stick it to the bottom. So uh, you already know who I'm about to introduce, but I I feel like I want to build up some suspension, a drum roll, because a lot of you might or not realize this, but the uh, the first podcast, legitimately first podcast I ever listened to religiously was from, oh, what's his name? Damn, dude. Uh, uh, it was like uh, John, Jono. No, 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 no. It was actually Gordo from those mother funny loving, those conspiracy guys, that conspiracy guy, the OG. What up? What up, Gordo? He's throwing, he's throwing gang signs now. Actually, we, signs, uh, OG. <laughs> now, well, now, you're, now we're going to have to cut you. That kind of T- sucks. But. <laughs> we can do it, man. Fuck it. How are you doing? What's the crack? Oh, man. So, like I, am, I said, man, I, I had, when I was working at Disney, right, I had this long, like, two-hour drive, and that's generous. Sometimes it was 45 minutes on the absolute best day. There's no one around. Maybe there's, like, a lightning storm or, like, a hurricane warning. But typically, it was a two-hour drive there and a two-hour drive back, and I needed something to fill my time. I listened to all the music, like everything. I was getting sick of all the music that I listened to because I just heard it so many times for years and years. And I was like, all these people kept talking about podcasts, you know, and I wasn't into the Joe Rogan thing yet. Mm. Uh, it was just like a lot more of the conspiracy and speculation. And I was came across some random one called Those Conspiracy Guys, and I was like, this is the, the comedy and the conspiracy world's combining that i've been looking for and i was almost like damn 
this asshole's out there just talking into a microphone and I've been spending hours and, and money and like all like everything into, you know, making comic books and I got to print them up and then I got to market them and, and then I got to spend shipping. How much money do you spend on shipping your, uh, your podcast exactly? Oh, I think from the old hosting platforms, you're looking into the thousands for hosting, hosting costs anyway. Uh, I don't have to pack it up and wrap it up real nice and give it a kiss. That before sounds like peanuts, off. bro. Even thousands kind of sounds like peanuts compared to the fit. Anyways, I was like, this, this guy is way smarter than me. He's got <laughs> a better head shave. He's got a longer beard. Just You're just basically superior in every way but one. And unfortunately, you weren't born in America. I was born in America. Yeah. So I, I kind of win by default. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, dude, it's, it seems like if we swapped places, you would be absolutely killing it. So I, I like to imagine if I was like the American Gordo, but we could, I'm kind of like... Get your, we get your eyes fucked up, get you in for some mistaken LASIK surgery and uh, you need glasses. <laughs> and then you could come over here and use my ID. I could go over there and use yours. It's just like, what? If, I, just I, don't know, I don't know if you want the smoke that I got over here, man. I, <laughs> I can't get on planes easily. We'll just leave oh, it no. at that. <laughs> is it like you could, come, you could come here but you might not be able to get back i'll, I'll just say that part <laughs> okay well that's that's uh, good because america have dude i remember again like when i first started listening to you it was like the big you know uh send gordo to america trip and not to, uh, not to throw any salt in the oh the way that uh, you're I, talk about your it, <laughs> I know I, I talk about it if you want have, to there's no hassle have you, have you been to america yet no man Sit, at all, like not even for like a quick little three day vacation where you didn't want to tell anyone because can't, can't do it. What? Can't do the three day vacation because if you do what the three day vacation, they what are you end doing up doing with your life, bro? Like you've got an open invitation, people would love you here. I would Dude. honestly let me hold. Let me just say, I would probably go incognito. Just just FYI, I know everyone's like, oh, you can come and chill on my couch and I'll get you backstage oh. passes to Area Fifty. All that, but I would just go incognito and maybe like as you're about to go into town, you drop the little trinket like a couple days ahead. Don't let. But, but what's going on, bro? What's going on? There's, there's families in Louisiana that would adopt me the way fucking Angelina, Angelina Jolie is collecting up African children. <laughs> like, did are you me. on the market? Wait, hold on. Are you on the market? I, if I, we could run like an adoption, uh, sort of like auction here, right? Who wants to adopt Gordo? You could. Yeah. That might be a way better way to raise money than the Patreon that you originally. Hey, hey, hey! Here's a fine specimen right now. He's up here. He don't do no lifting or digging ditches, but he sure does a a mean Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> what would I have for this one right here? But um. It was a slavery auction. Uh, yeah, it's fucking, uh, I don't know, man, where to start. I just want to tell you, first of all, before we get into anything, I am fully erect after watching that intro that you just made. That's all AI, is it? That's all. That's what, it's the fluffer. That's the fluffer. Your, your art and uh, an AI melded together. It's fucking impressive, dude. Well, see, the trick is that I just have it there so that my guests have to watch it and then they have to just like bathe me in compliments oh, as soon as the I, show starts. It's a, it's a great dynamic. I'm very smart for doing it, and I'm very—I'm usually very humble. But you got I'm, me. I'm, I am fully like I'm engorged, fully engorged here. That's like I saw the I saw the microphone kind of bop up really? and down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wider than it is long. Um, yeah. If you want, you want to talk about America? Let's do it, man. Well, I just—I just want to like if it were me, and I'm biased because um, you know, yeah. I love America. 
but I would be, you know, scratching and clawing at every possibility to get back into the greatest country that the earth has ever known, uh, even since the fall of Rome. So, I mean, what, like, I'm just trying to understand seriously from, from a, like a philosophical or personal, why are you not on a plane right now and getting over to America? What the hell does whatever weird European region you live in have that's keeping you there? I don't get it, dude. It's one of these things, right, where <clears throat> I know fellas who are just hopping over there and doing a bunch of gigs and coming home. And I know lads that are, uh, you know, doing like an ESTA visa. I don't know if you've ever had to do that. I saw anyone coming in from outside of America to do this like <clears throat> European uh, visit, visa. I think you get 30 days or 60 days, something like that, where you can travel freely amongst all the states that you can get internal flights and all that stuff and everything's covered so that you don't get stuck. Like if you've, you know, usually you're flying into uh, JFK or Atlanta and then getting connected flights. Beautiful, started. beautiful <laughs> representations of America, by the way. The, what, the what's second mean? anyone, well, the second anyone walks off of uh, Atlanta or JFK, that's like, welcome to America. It's like the greatest welcoming party you can <laughs> yeah. imagine. The I true original name of, of Triumph was like these huge Roman parades that they would have to welcome and that's what you feel like as soon as you get into that Atlanta airport. <laughs> the Hunger Games, just people on fire. At least in San Francisco, not Atlanta, yeah. These special effects are amazing. It's like, nah, it's, it's real. He's actually on fire. Um, so yeah, like then you're, you know, so it's the visa, the tourist visa, you can go around and do what you like, you can go wherever you like and you just show your passport on the way out and, you know, but there's all these stories of uh, people going over on the J1. So Ireland has this whole thing of like, if you're in college, for some reason, one of the summers during college, people have to go to America. I think it's like some kind of deal they have with like McDonald's and Subway so that they can get like patties to be super friendly and over eagering these like minimum wage jobs. Hello, sir. Is this, like, like, is this like a sandwich? How are we doing? Do you want salt on them chips? On my fries? Yeah, the chips. They're calling the chips over here. Do you want the burger? Do you want the two burgers or the one burger? Do you want the cheese on it, sir? I'll get you that now, sir. And it's real fucking, you know, pimple-faced... Twenty-year-old uh, Irish lads who are like, Jesus Christ! Did you see the tits in the big black one? I haven't seen any tits that bigger that black in my whole life, sir. Like it's fucked up, right? Did they go over there? And if you stay a day over your fucking thing, they mark it down forever. Like there's a friend of mine. He was he was supposed to be bringing his wife to New York on a Christmas holiday, like Christmas shopping spree, and get a hotel and the f- like four kids at home here. <laughs> we're getting on a plane and he put the passport to it and, it beep, 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 beep. and it's like what's the fucking doop, 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 doop. you can't get on the plane sir I'm sorry step step over here and his missus gone on the plane in her in her flight jammies you know thinking like oh sure I'll meet you on the other side he's like that's oh, hard to doubt turns out he, he was banned from going into America and it was 19 years beforehand uh, <laughs> because he stayed for like seven days over his visa the time before um, going visiting his relatives somewhere else in America before he flew home and he's like, Asher, what's a few days? And then his missus ended up in New York walking around in her jammies because they had fucking taken the luggage off the plane because he wasn't allowed to go. And she's like stuck in New York in her gym jams getting off the plane and going, what the fuck am I doing here? Loads of these type of stories, right? My friends might not have like businesses in America and they do this where there's different classifications of visa so you can get like a B visa, uh, an O visa, K visa. So they're like uh, like a sports person or um, like somebody who's uh, a, a short-term a short-term performance visa. So say if you're going over to a tour and then there's a K visa where you're a business owner 
So people have like businesses registered in the US so they can come back and over. But you can only go over there for the express purposes of doing that particular business. And it's super specific. And you know, if you're seen doing nothing else, they get really shitty with you. So the thing I had to get, which is tantamount to a green card basically, is an O1B visa. And uh, very difficult to get. And I had filled out all the prerequisites except for three. And um, they were kind of lagging in, in, pro- in provability or whatever. And uh, so the time came, there was a shutdown in the government at the start of the year. Uh, I don't know if you remember that in 2019. I live in Florida, so no. Yeah, <laughs> not in shutdown in Florida. And uh, yeah, 2019, there was a government shutdown uh, from January until the end of April. So none of those offices were in operation. I need a visa office. I was dealing with a, spending thousands and thousands of pounds for applications so, for me. So they're allowed to go on vacation, but you're not essentially. No, it wasn't vacation. There was like the people in the, the, the people in the national parks, like all the fucking national parks were falling to rack and ruin. There was animals dying and shit because the park rangers are government employees and they weren't coming into work. So all the parks were just like fucking wild, right? And uh, wait, that, how, oh wait, so there's a translation. When you say park, do you mean zoo or do you mean like? In actual parks, animals just start dying because the government's not around. How the hell? How the hell do they have wild the animals rangers. on the government teat over there? <laughs> the park rangers weren't able to like maintain and and take care of the whatever the parts of the parks, and it was like you know over over like the fences were broken down. There was no one to repair them, and the animals were crossing over and going into places overeating and you know going. There was park mayhem, bedlam, right? But that's just one example. So yeah, there was no fucking uh, nobody there to process any any visas. And I was paying thousands of this lawyer to try and get it done, and Claire had to get one too. So the two was for going. And turns out then there was uh, missing parts, not enough time. She had to Claire had to go back to to work. We were supposed to do it in a certain time, but we couldn't get it processed, and visa fell apart. And I uh, just bailed out, and I still have all like all the equipment I bought for the trip and everything. I'm still using today. So like the, the podcast is here because of that. So it was just a fucking shit buzz. But I was told in no certain circumstances that if I go to America and even someone confirmed. So, <laughs> so okay. One hundred percent, okay. If I go to America and I do so much as an Instagram post or meet fucking anybody like uh, uh, conspiratorial and talk to them or record it and put it online, that that'll mean that I'd be doing my job over there. On a v on a holiday on a tourist visa, someone and takes I, a selfie and you're in the background. And they tag yeah, you, bam! Yeah. You're, you're I would never, never ever ever get back in. They'd be like, "You're banned forever. You'll never get." And I was willing to like not do it, so that when I do do it, <laughs> do do, when I do do it, that I'm doing it for real. I'm doing it at the scale that it should be, and uh, I'd be able to get the success that's there waiting for me, and all the people that's there. And all the stories I want to tell and all the podcasts I want to make and all the videos I want to make legit rather than like scalping over on the fucking DL. I'm already paranoid. It's fucking conspiracy show. Who else would do it? You know what I mean? They fucking ban you for less. So that's the long short story of it. That uh, visas are hard. And I didn't that's want to. That's kind of wild, man. That's I didn't want to skip over and, and do work and then get caught because like who like. They're looking for any excuse to not let cunts in. So obviously you have to do it right. But I'm not like, my uncle isn't a fucking producer in the national radio station or the national TV station. Like I'm not like a fucking, you know, a, a, a Nepo baby. Like I'm literally nobody. 
and I'm pulling myself up underneath a bunch of people who are nobodies and somebodies who are somehow ahead of me in the Irish stakes. So I'm like, uh, nobody knows me here, even though I'm getting 50 million plus downloads on the show. Nobody knows in Ireland who I am. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting more listens per week than like some Irish radio stations. And it's still like under the radar. And they can go to the U.S. on vacation and not have to worry about getting sent to the the podcast gulag. Yeah, well, they can go and get the visas from their workplaces. See, because I don't have a workplace. I'm I'm like a self-employed. So like they can go to their radio station and the media company (coughs) that runs their radio station can apply for them or can apply to like a sister company over there. So I need to have like an agent in America to do that for me. (coughs) <coughs> I was even trying to get sponsors and shit like that, but they can't do that for a, an artist visa. It has to be like a talent agency or a company. Or it's fucking bullshit, man. It's a lot of stress. And now you'd you'd have to clear this with uh, with Claire. But have you ever seen the show Ninety Day Fiance? Because they've got something set oh, up yeah. where you can you can come over here for ninety days plus sometimes. <coughs> Just fuck a guy with no neck. Just have to suck some dick, man. I mean, you're not going to get Angelina Jolie, so there's going to no, be, no. yeah, <laughs> it needs to be comparable though, right? You're not going to get, uh, you're not going to become a Nepo baby of a director, but you might be able to get adopted by, I don't know, someone, like, someone wants to do a little poke. Yeah, I'm sure like Tim Dillon or something like that, that's just shave, shave <laughs> in the arse, completely bald. I and... think he's, I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade, but I think he's more into the twinks than either of us. Like, oh, he, he doesn't. Be, he doesn't, yeah, like he, he doesn't. He doesn't want to look in the mirror and see him That's with the beard. I thought he was. Yeah, yeah if was if I was gay, I'd be fucking dudes that look like us, man. <laughs> like, look, go on, get down to the gooch. But yeah, that's the fucking long short story. It's it's really sad and annoying because like, and I feel it in me bones, bro. Like I could feel it. Like something's going to happen. Twenty seventeen, the plan came to my mind. The twenty eighteen, I was like, oh man, we're coming to a time now, like. This shit is not going to be the same. Like, and we get to put that visa application is, and that was the butterfly flapping its wings, man. That was (laughs) right. I knew, I knew. I said New York's not going to be the same. LA is not going to be the same. Like, this is not the same America. And this is the. I could feel the fourth turning. I could feel the fulcrum lift, and it was going to be irreparably changed. Um, and now it is. It's not the same America that was there five years ago. Florida hasn't changed, but that that doesn't necessarily mean it's gotten any better or worse. But the the rest of the country has definitely gotten worse. And if anything, Florida has just plateaued in a good way, right? I don't don't know worse, but like different, definitely. And I wanted to be able to, the whole point of a documentary is to document it. So like I wanted to get in and, and talk about stuff before it got super mainstream. And as you know yourself, like there's lots of stuff missing now there's lots of stories missing there's stuff that's been eroded away like some kind of soft coastline of truth that's been just like the battered waves of mainstream fucking propaganda are just like washing away the clumpy coastline of truth and uh, only the people that have those files on their computer and those people that kept the documentaries that got removed from like the YouTubes and the Vidmes and the Vimeo accounts that keep getting killed and old daily motion and old fucking GeoCities websites that were saved and you know old e world documentaries and shit like that I have Alex Jones videos from like 
2000, 2001, 2002. Now we're talking, bro. And then we'll just throw out, you know, shout out rotten.com, shout out consumption. All that fucking, all that content just goes up in smoke, bro. And it's history, you know. It's like it's like the uh, digital libraries of Alexandria. Oh God, like, no! <laughs> Rotten.com and Consumption Junction was definitely the library of Alexandria of the nineties. That's. Do you not think that there was a section of the library of Alexandria that had like some Egyptian guy like shitting diarrhea through a fucking trombone into a one's open arsehole in a bath? Mm-hmm. Do you not think that was there? Gigi Allen's great 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 grandpa. Yeah. 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 GG Amun, like it was, it was, <laughs> it was happening, do you know? Um, but I think that there's a lot of stuff missing, and I, I, I always say like there's this bit in the Eddie Murphy movie, The Distinguished Gentleman. You know that? Oh yeah, yeah. When he like has <clears throat> the same name as someone else, isn't that? Or is yeah, this yeah, the yeah. One? Uh, George Washington, something or, or mm. one of those, and. Uh, there's a con man one where he tries to get in and they're finding like, what's the, what's the next mark? What's the next thing? And there's this old black dude and his crew, you know, and they we're talking about giving it about politicians so much money they make. Like <clears throat> the old fella goes like, any of you guys know about Willie Sutton? Like, what? Yeah, I know about Willie Sutton. What do you, what the fuck do you know about Willie Sutton? Well, that was Eddie Murphy. Well, Willie Sutton said, why, why, why do I rob banks? What, what the fuck you talking about? Why Willie Sutton rob banks? What, 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 what you mean? What, what you talking about, old man? Willie Sutton rob banks because that's where the money is. And like, you go to where the thing is that you're trying to, you know, that's why all those Africans are in those mines getting cobalt out of it, risking their life going in like the fucking things are collapsing on them every day. So that's where the fucking cobalt is. And if you're in a conspiracy business, America is where the fucking conspiracies are do you know so i want to go yeah i know of course man we got a monopoly on it right now yeah but it's uh it's disappointing like i'm out in the west in ireland and there's not really a whole lot going on in my immediate vicinity but with the the blessings of the internet while it's still up and running (laughs) you can pretty much do anything but um, what what are some low-key irish specific conspiracy theories that people in america would just not even know about Oh, the one that first comes to mind is probably um, the Magdalene Laundries. Do you know about that shit? Of course not, dude. I'm, I'm an American. Okay. I didn't want to presume ignorance, bro. But please do. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is... Uh, how do you even start? Do you know the way like, uh, the priests were fucking all the little boys? Yeah, we got that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that was a, one of the, the many European exports that was like one yeah. of the first to come over, I think. <laughs> Pristine fucking child anus. T- talk about American culture losing its roots. There's a there's a few that are still there. <laughs> so this is like the Magdalene Laundries is like uh the girl version of uh Alter Boys. So they were like Right, well, we can get the boys in and make them altar boys and then make them suck our dicks and then they have to come up like every day for work and before they go home, we force them to suck our dicks and keep it a secret. But what about the lads who like fucking girls? Because they end up getting pregnant. We have to think up of a system for that because they like to leave it in. Um, So they ended up fucking creating this like nun-run 
So it's run by nuns. And nun run series or franchise of uh, laundry uh, monasteries that were, you know, exclusively run by these very cruel nuns. And if you were like a girl between 10 and 18, unmarried, and you end up having sex out of wedlock, be it from a sexual assault or a rape from your family or from somebody at a dance, or if you were in love with a childhood sweetheart and you were 15 and unmarried and you got pregnant and the and your family didn't want you marrying this fella, they'd scoop you up, usually like in the middle of the night, with the help and advice of the parish priest, and they'd drive you to the middle of the country like 10, dozens or hundreds of miles away. And they'd forcibly incarcerate you without really like trial or any kind of like proper criminal uh, conviction or anything like that. But you're forcefully incarcerated in a laundry run by nuns and you were forced to work. And then your baby was born and then they'd take your baby off you and then sell your baby for profit to the church, to rich American and English people who couldn't have kids. <clears throat> and then, unless someone in your family came in and paid for you to leave, so you had to pay like a bail bond to get out of this motherfucker, unless your family forgave you for having a child out of wedlock, you'd stay in that, in that laundry, working, washing sheets and folding them for like, the hospitals and all this kind of stuff, like a like a commercial laundry that they were getting paid for. But these women would stay there with no wages and they weren't allowed to go outside and they weren't allowed to see the outside world. So it was like a maximum security prison for rape victims and young mothers where their babies were taken and sold. And then these women were kept for their entire lives, annexed from the real world and forced to labor in a laundry. And that happened That's in Ireland. For a hundred years, and the last one was closed. And guess what year? Guess what year the last one of these institutions was closed? Nineteen eighty-three. Nineteen ninety-four. Oh man, those monsters! It sounds really unfair. I'm just thinking, like, if you got one kid and you're doing all the, and you're basically in maximum security prison for life because you had one kid that you didn't even plan on or want, but the chick next to you had three, and you're doing the same amount of time as she did, like. Or was it different? Like if I just had one and they had triplets, like the triplets has to do more work or gets fined heavier. No, I just think it was like as long as the dick went in and any That's baby totally was produced. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's rough, but it's it's even worse when the rules are just completely arbitrary like that. Like there's nothing to really but that's onto. it. And if you had like friends that could pay for you to get out of the country or if you had, you know, you could run and escape. But usually like Think about like 14-year-old in the fucking 60s in Ireland. Like not even the whole country had electricity at that point. Like, And uh, you were just at home in your childhood bedroom and your parents knew, you know, that you were, you were showing a little bit of tummy because you were pregnant. And then the next thing, the priest and your dad and your uncle come in and they put you in a car and they drive you hundreds of miles away. And then the next thing, you're a prisoner forever and the baby is taken out of you and fucking given to an American family. So they had this big tribunal here in Ireland where a bunch of the kids who were all, you know, very mistreated in all of their, their, um, if some of them weren't kind of adopted out, they were put into these like orphanages and they were 
sexually assaulted and interfered with and bet and all this kind of stuff. All happening like right until the 90s. And uh, so they all got together and they decided to make this kind of tribunal at the Irish government for going like, how'd you let that happen? Uh, as a kind of an indictment on the church as well, which had its a stranglehold on the country. And uh, they all started like doing DNA tests and trying to find their lineage. And a lot of people's parents were already dead, but a lot of people got reunited with their birth parents and people got to stand up and tell their stories for the first time only maybe five or six years ago on TV. Jeez. Like five or six years ago, bro, they stood up like 60-year-old men with like 73-year-old women. And the 73-year-old woman was like, I was 13 and I was at a dance. And a friend of my father's took me into the bathroom and then my whole life, and I only got out of the laundry at 42 years of age. They took all my good years. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, it was like that, that spotlight movie, like in real action, you're like, fucking hell. And then your man is like, yeah, nobody wanted to adopt me. So they bought me through the orphanages and I was buggered until I was 18 and I was forced to work. Like, and the crazy fucking stories, man, that they come up with. And then uh, a couple of years after that tribunal, they found while excavating this uh, mother and child home, which is what they were called sometimes. Uh, they were excavating that like, kind of a rundown dilapidated one and there was a, a big septic tank. I don't know if you know how septic tanks work. Do you have them oh, yeah. over there? Yeah, yeah. Big septic tank and it had over 800 babies' bodies in the septic tank and the babies all had like puncture wounds in their skulls or whatever because like the nun would take the baby out and it had like a withered hand or it had like a cleft palate or it, it was like disabled and they just go like that and just pop it in the head, kill it and fuck it down the septic tank and it was like you know, almost 900, 900 dead babies in this fucking tank. And the mothers were told like, oh yeah, no, we adopted your baby out and blah, blah, blah. Because they don't ever get to see them. And that was another big scandal. Like, what the fuck? How many of those are around the country? How many septic tanks are filled with dead babies? And it's a, it's a big like blemish on the country's history, but it's like a real thing. So I'm doing a, an episode on that in season nine upcoming. Dude, that that's way heavier than I was expecting. And Awkwardly enough, we're at the 30-minute mark, so this is where we announce our sponsor with HelloFresh, and I think this week is uh, Baby Septic 15 for 15% off of your next HelloFresh order, delivered nice. right to your door. Um, they yeah. come with 100, 150 grams of meat protein. <laughs> This is why this is not a research episode, uh, FYI. But I, now you're making me want to go and do uh, my own deep dive because I just recently went to Boston, Salem for like a. Oh. I can go on vacation without worrying about you know like never being able to leave again um, or or come back. Or getting but caught. I can't. I I want to say I'm going to have all this wrong. Someone will probably correct it in the comments, but I definitely want to do an episode on it. There was some lady in Boston that she was kind of known for being the one that established the way that adoption rights work in America, in this country. And the specific way that it works is that you basically, once your kid gets into the adoption system, there's no connection back to your parents. It's very, yeah. very difficult. And I've got a, um, one of my, my best friends recently found um, his parents that had given up for adoption. It was not an easy process. It, it took like multiple steps and it's it's a miracle that he even was able to connect to his original birth parents because of all of these weird obstructions and, you know, systems don't connect and they don't like update the paperwork. It might just be impossible to ever find your birth parents here. But the reason why it's so hard is not for 
privacy or security or any good reason. It's because the lady that started the adoption in Americas did exactly what you're talking about to the point where they were so inundated with, with rich couples that couldn't have kids saying like, I want another baby. I want another baby. They would run out of supply and they would literally start kidnapping children out of people's homes and then put them into this adoption agency. And that was the reason why the process was so convoluted and hard to trace the kids. It was basically like a, like a laundromat, you know, like laundering children so that you could never trace them back to the parents. And, and it still goes on today. The way that the adoption agency yep. business happens in America is based on that lady's original system to make to sure that rich people to get in trouble. CPS, CPS is still laundering like poor and dumb people's children. Like they go in and they go like, Jesus, we're fucking 12 blue-eyed boys short this month. Hmm. I know a trailer park and we can get at least half of that now if we just go in and accuse them of being bad <laughs> They wouldn't parents. even notice that we only take two or three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just gather up some of the loose ones from the back. Just, the stragglers, yeah. just, say, just say, Brandon! And like four of them will come running like, you know, Tyler! And they just they come to you. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler. Just have some fucking hot dogs and some fucking warm milk. Tyler. Um, so yeah, it's a fucking crazy uh, setup. I, I I don't want to say too much because it's not it's not like it's not proven or anything here, like, but there's a similar thing going on here with our kind of child protective services. Like there's there's um accusations in the mainstream media here of uh not grooming, but like purposefully turning the other cheek, let's say, to uh, the troubled teens um, who are being picked up by older men and being kind of used and abused and brought back to these like temporary housings because they're not with their uh, birth parents or people who care and love them, uh, care about and love them. It's fucking mad, man, because like the lads, the abusers always find that they're able to just like they're able to fucking zone in on the people who don't have anyone that gives a shit about them. And then they just kind of pull them away, you know, like the, the slow wildebeest at the back and just pull them away and tip away at them. Like, and there's nobody really asking any questions in the home and there's nobody really looking out for them. And, uh, they just end up getting fucking used up like tissue paper and nothing can be done about it really. But like, there's a lot of fucking, shit going on in Ireland about that at the moment. There's a lot of, there's a mad history of it and I think maybe because of the church and because of all that stuff it was uh, more institutionalized within the state but I don't think any more or less than US and, and the UK and that's coming out more and more now like people are speaking up about that shit like so but that's one from Ireland that I'm particularly because I don't do a lot of Irish ones uh, on the show it's more like more like a American European history kind of world worldly stuff. There's not a lot of Irish politics or Irish stuff. Uh, what what's an American conspiracy theory that you wish was an Irish one? Like, I don't like. I, I'm going to assume you're not going to be like, oh, I wish you know we had our 9/11. But there might be one that you kind of did wish you had. Like, did you guys? I mean, you didn't. You absolutely didn't miss out on MK Ultra. I know that you and Cameron, I think, was Scottish, not Irish. But I'm sure there was plenty of Irish bastards. They got wrapped up into all that. But like. Have you had a like a really cool JFK? Have you had like something real cool? Like the way Irish media or anything Irish really works, I feel. And and a lot of like I guess like pro-Irish people are like, no, we totally have our own culture and 
we totally have our own things. And I'm like, we do, but also like, do we? So there's a lot of um, American media and UK, English, British media that we consume. And then we end up making like, like it comes from America. And it's like, wow, like big money gets fucked out of millions of dollars. Like, whoa, whoa, fucking huge. Then America's like, yeah, it's quite big. That's pretty, pretty good, man. And then Ireland, it's all like, this is as good as we can do. You know, like, (laughs) it's kind of like orange juice and then like diluted orange kind of drink, you know, like a, like a sunny sunny D. Sunny D. It's like fresh squeezed orange juice in America. And then it's like Sunny D in the UK, which is how do we make a drink that tastes like orange without using orange juice? And then in Ireland... We still want the scurvy part. Like, we don't want to get rid of the scurvy. (laughs) We need vitamins, but just not from an orange. And then in Ireland, it's the stuff where you have water and then you just add a couple of drops of that orange cordial and it just kind of tastes like orange, but it's mostly water. So it just dilutes down from, like, the real thing. So there's a lot of, like, um, stories in Ireland that end up being the same kind of scandals as they have in the UK. Like, you know, a a politician, our like prime, our prime minister, you know, the Taoiseach, uh, he's gay. And, uh, what? Yeah. He was gay before he was Taoiseach as well. It wasn't just like, he's like, you're a politician now. We need, we need an angle. We need a quirk. Um, so he's gay. And there was people that were taking pictures of him, uh, you know, shifting this guy, like kissing, like French kissing this guy who wasn't his, husband or whatever in a nightclub and they're like oh my god shock horror like big scandal and then you have like the 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 what's his name matt hancock in fucking the uk who was like the the main dude when it came to like all the covid stuff well you're not supposed to go near anyone you're not supposed to touch anybody and then he ended up like i don't know fingering and french kissing and titty mauling his secretary where he was cheating on his wife with this bird in the office and he had to step down from his job and that was like a huge international story, you know. And then, of course, like Bill Clinton, like jizzes on women's dresses and they keep the dress and that shit fucking stops the whole government almost. Like it's it's just on those scales of of hugeness. So I think um, if there was a, a conspiracy that I wanted Ireland to have, it would probably be like something that could be really easily found out because Ireland's so small and America's so huge and they have all, America has all the organizations like CIA, FBI, If you had an Irish Bill Clinton, what would he jizz on in Ireland that would be like really classic, really offensive? Like one of those woolly Aaron jumpers. You know those white... I don't. Kind of sailors jumpers. You know those ones where they're like, yo, ho, ho, like a fucking... It's like white and it has all the... Right, I've got, I've got the visual. Is he wearing this or is he about to jerk off onto it? He, he gets jerked off and it goes onto his belly. Of his own jumper. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I wasn't ready. I, I The visuals were like running and you said it and I saw it. And okay. And it's lambable. It gets really hard and crusty and it can never really wash out. Like it, it just stays there, even on a cold wash. But um, something like MK Ultra, where the people will be left kind of walking around. Like Ireland is so small that you'd know people from different towns. Like <laughs> you'd meet, <laughs> you meet somebody who's like, oh, hey, hey, where are you from, bro? Uh, I'm from Ireland oh, do you know like John Murphy? And you're like, do you know what I actually do? Like it's so <laughs> so small, you probably do know them at some point. But uh, if you had somebody does, who's in... Does everyone in know you? Or they like, do all yeah. the conspiracy theorists in Ireland just know who you are by default? <sighs> oh, fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know anybody. It's 
very hard to uh, connect with all these people here. Um, a lot of them are kind of gone off the deep end for some stuff and a lot of them don't want to be seen because they don't want to be associated with this super right-hand side, uh, which is happening at the moment. There's a load of protests going on <clears throat> for uh, Ireland is full, hashtag Ireland is full, let's call it. And they're basically saying that the WEF and all these, um, I guess, what would you call them, like the New World Order organizations are sending Ukrainian refugees and all these kind of different refugees to pack up all these hotels because the hoteliers are getting payment from the government to keep these people in the hotels. And it's happening in New York as well. You know, all these New York hotels are full to the guilders of uh, refugees and uh, immigrants and they're getting paid a pretty penny by the government because there's nowhere to put them and the hoteliers are like yeah fuck it sure we're getting paid we're getting paid it's grand huevos rancheros for everyone but it just doesn't um, it doesn't seem right to me anyway I don't there's something not right about it but I wouldn't put it on the people that are actually standing in the country going so where do we slip tonight it's uh, not so cold I guess like not so cold as home, but there's people out like, you know, boxing with the police going like send these motherfuckers home and having protests and stuff. And the rest of the country is looking at it going like, Jesus, you know, they're not wrong, but they could do it a bit more fucking, a bit more quietly than that. Like that's a bit much, you know. Um, it's a weird time to, to be here because it feels like Ireland is trying to keep up with all the, the glam. Is Ireland of, full? Of, Ireland's not full there's fucking loads of room but room for what is the thing do you know mm. like we had Facebook and Yahoo and you know Pfizer and HP and did Walmart Intel ever try to make a stud there you what did you ever get a Walmart in Ireland well Walmart is the Tesco group so we do have Tesco's which is technically Walmart and it's the same parent company but they don't call it Walmart or we don't have like, you know, the fucking ginormous, like nine story. <laughs> it's, nine it sounds story. inferior. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. It's, it, you know, it's the same, same, but, uh, but we have all these huge companies like, you know, the, 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 the multinational ones. And, um, I guess cause Ireland's a tax haven, maybe they're, 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 they're getting over here. Like Apple owed the Irish government, like 14 billion in tax or something like that. And, and the Irish government were like, ah, don't worry about it. Uh, stick it in your back pocket and just don't leave and take all the jobs with you won't you not like it was very kind of like under under the table handshakes and uh, yeah so like Ireland ends up being uh, full with people who come from all over the world to live here like literally all over the world to work in these companies because they have to have like international representation or whatever in all the different languages so there's loads of like very highly qualified uh, developers and engineers and all the tech people and salespeople and all this stuff to come from everywhere. Oh, to what a great here. culture they bring with them too. Those, the, the tech crowd, it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of chopped salad bars and a lot of burrito places uh, opening up around their offices. That's about it. But like they come and they have fun. Uh, there's, I don't know, say 700,000 Brazilians in Ireland. They all started coming over. Uh, what so are the cannabis laws in Ireland? We, you're not, you're allowed I think they changed recently where you're allowed to have like up to seven grams, like quarter of an ounce for personal use and you won't be arrested. So that's pretty cool. So is it decriminalized and not legal? Yeah, or, yeah okay. not legal, but it's... Um, like, so like if you're being a dick about it, then they got something they can bring you in if they really want. Yeah, they can fuck with you. But like if you're yeah. just like, you know, smoking and keeping your business, uh, you're good. 
But I just think there's an awful lot going on that people are not used to being able to have a discourse about, uh, that people are kind of a little bit uninformed about, or they're not willing to have that kind of middle ground conversation or take the time to, to, to find out what the other person wants or why they're here or what the benefit could be for the country. It seems like right now, it's like, this is bad right now. Um, there's no, there's no kind of foresight. There's no, um, there's no like proper organization of communication. And it's almost like it's allowed to be a mess. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the allowed mess and saying, it doesn't matter what it's about or what the nuance is. As long as it's messy, that's all they want. And at the moment, Ireland's government are trying to pass this uh, hate speech bill, which would, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm mistaken, because I'm going to be putting this up as a swap cast, so my audience will definitely correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, it says that the police will be able to take your devices and your biometric data if it gets passed and look through your phone, not for what you've actually put up online, but look through your photo reel or your photo album for any offensive memes. And then you'll be done for intent to offend rather than the actual offense. So it's almost like you get caught with a picture of cocaine. You got got one in the chamber, right? Yeah, yeah. You get caught with a picture of cocaine and it's like, oh, well, we have you for the intent to maybe sometimes (laughs) buy cocaine at some point in the future. Or make a cocaine-related meme, which is even worse. Even worse. So yeah, there's loads of this stuff. Uh, so, So allowing, at the moment, allowing the hate to visibly fester enough so that it's on the mainstream news so that like normals get to see it on the news and go, oh, it's not terrible on those people out, out saying, go home, blackies, Ireland is full. That's terrible. Oh, a hate speech bill to stop that. Yeah, let's let's go along with that. And then the next thing, the fucking internet is not allowed to be uh, used properly in Ireland. And at that stage, I, I probably have to leave. But uh, like they did it in Canada last week, man. Trudeau is like, uh, yeah, we're going to have to fucking police podcasts. Everyone has a podcast, has to be on like a, a national register as if they were a broadcaster and they're going to go through it for questionable material and you can be censored not by the platform that you're on but by your government and they're going to stop the stuff coming into the country. So if you were on a Canadian IP address and they say, well, Joe Rogan and his content is, you know, uh, unwanted in the People's Republic of Canada, they can just like not allow you to be able to download Joe Rogan podcasts if you have a Canadian IP and it'll be illegal to do it illegally. If you get caught with it, you're like, uh-oh. And that's already put through last week. So, I don't know, man. They're trying to get control of the internet and it feels really weird that all this stuff is allowed to happen. Well, that's scary because, I mean, you're talking about coming here and maybe someone takes a selfie or you you make a tweet and all of a sudden you violate your visa because you're at work. But now yeah. I'm terrified to go to, like, Ireland or the UK and just like load up my Instagram and just do a normal post that I would do 20 times a day. But then that's considered, I guess, hate speech. And then I'm not allowed to leave Ireland. Like, what would happen? Would I be stuck in Ireland or they just send me back home? And I'm like, thank God you sent me back home. I would imagine you get like a suspended sentence here and that you get a fine and then you'd be forced to leave, deported or whatever. Can I, and then can I opt you- for the, the laundry service instead? <laughs> no? uh, at that's least a callback. That's a callback. No, just- yeah, yeah, at least get a fuck somebody. 
But yeah, it's fucking, um, you, you probably wouldn't be let back into the country then. I know that there's people who have got like busted in the UK for sending tweets and the cops come to your house and they knock you up and be like, yo, what's the crack? I saw you said a bold word to this person on Twitter. Um, get the car. <laughs> We're bringing you downtown. And that's happening in the UK. So I don't know what that fuck is going to happen. Do you know? Imagine being like stopped and frisked for your mobile phone and they're like, oh, you have a folder here that says, what does that say? Jews? Oh, fuck him, Johnny. Like it's, <laughs> you're in fucking trouble there. Like, do you know So I'm, you might end up uh, going to jail for the commercial I'm going to play at the end of our episode. So I apologize I in advance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look at man whatever whatever I've done either to be cancelled or to be fucking arrested under this whatever hate speech I've already said more than enough well, well enough- you've got a cheat code though you've, you've you've got a cheat code that I would say is is comedy and my favorite example of this one was uh, John Stewart was grilling Tucker Carl I don't know this was like a for me this is like peak American culture in the mid 2000s but they have this big debate and Tucker Carlson's trying to get Jon Stewart on some political stance he was making. And his retort was like, dude, the show that follows me are puppets making prank calls. And it was like a mic drop moment and it ruined his, and he made fun of his bow tie or something, which was stupid to begin with. But it like completely destroyed Tucker Carlson's first life. He was like the cat that fell off the roof and like got back <laughs> up and had a new one, right? Yeah. But but there was something that was so unique. In, and when he said that, I was like, oh, that's right. Like, you're not allowed to joke about, you know, JFK assassinations or 9-11 or Oklahoma City unless there's like a dick joke or like a very crude joke on top of it. Like if you're Bill Hicks making fun of it, then it's hilarious. Or you're Doug Stanhope making fun of it. Or if you're any number of people that do it well, right? But if you tell like a really crappy joke that doesn't land and it was about one of these topics, then it's like you're back into this other realm where you get canceled. So like Are this, this weird out. blending of comedy. But like what? What is that? Like, I don't know if you can quantify that in some sort of a statement, but what is it about comedy that that you're almost allowed to say things that you weren't allowed to say if you said it with a straight face? The exact words is the same cadence, but if you just look like you mean it, you're not allowed to say it. But if you look like you don't mean it, you are. I think with comedy, you mean it more than if you just say it. Do you know? Like, the way that... uh, The way that people make comedy, obviously, like, there's tragedy plus time equals comedy, usually. So it's why I don't report on stuff that's happening right now because emotions are too heightened. Uh, you know, facts are all not in. I don't <laughs> want to be... Just live hot take, just like grilling like people's outfits as they're being... Okay, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have an episode coming up on the, the Las Vegas shooting. And Stuart Look at this Cow- asshole's shoes. Look at this guy with the stupid yeah, denim yeah. outfit. Oh, no. Fucking stupid cowboy hat covered in blood. <laughs> And that was before the was shooting was starting. Um, yeah, so so your man uh, Paddock and, uh, you know, 900, 900 people injured, um, fucking thousands of rounds expelled, machine guns from helicopters in the sky, like mad shit. And I remember doing like a live show like the day after that happened and showing all the footage that was coming up on social media, stuff that was coming up on YouTube before it was got crazy. Um <clears throat> The, the shenanigans basically was going on and people just couldn't fucking wrap their minds around it. They're like, what the fuck? And now you can go and look at it and a lot of stuff is missing, but I've kept stuff, uh, you know, since I started or before I started the show. Uh, I kept a lot of documentaries, kept downloaded a lot of videos and I have them all, you know, and um, 
in a secret location, by the way. Shush. Uh, uh, and when you look back on those videos now and what you get when you look it up now, they're very contrasting stories, you know. This is the same with Sandy Hook, like, like at the time, I think we did the episode on Sandy Hook in 2014 and it happened in 2012. So it was still very fresh, right? And now if you look back on it, everything's gone. Like there's nothing left. Not even the school is still standing there. So when you go back and look at the, the stuff about like uh, Adam Lanz's dad being involved in the fucking, what's it called? LIBOR scandal. Like there's no information about that shit online anymore. And there was loads in 2014 and 2015 until it became like a subject you're not supposed to talk about. And then it became, you know, the thing that took down Alex Jones and he's $2 billion he has to pay and blah, blah, blah. And there's this whole kind of like, uh, as the KGB would say, or the NSA was like, there's a bad smell around that topic. Like you're not even allowed to mention it or it'll get dinged for, for something, something because Noah Posner's parents sued Alex Jones. Like there's this, what, there's this barrier of, of invisible non-discussion that, uh, People are kind of afraid to break, and understandably so. So, like, I don't know, man. What, what were the waves that you felt from that? Because I assumed that, like, when all that started happening to Alex, you might have you might have felt a certain, like, a little tickle in, like, your asshole or something. Like, ooh, this isn't looking good. Let me pay attention to this. Or, or was it so isolated and he's so big that it didn't affect you directly? His his thing, his tone and my tone and the amount of coverage he gave it, the amount of coverage I gave it, I was like big rand. You know, um, and I did entertain a lot of the conspiracies, and especially Gene Rosen is very suspicious. He acts really weirdly, and observably so, um, with a house full of toys for children, and there's no small children. Weird, Do you know. Um, but I'm saying like that didn't spook me. Uh, Oklahoma City became a big thing last year. That didn't spook me after talking about it. Wait, wait, wait. What? Uh, Oklahoma City became a big thing last year? Yeah, they were all talking about it last year because it was some sort of anniversary. Okay. Uh, or maybe it was this year. Time means nothing to me anymore. I think it was this year. Um, what else became a big thing? What do you think about Oklahoma City? Honestly, that's one of the yeah. conspiracy. Not enough people... That was my 9-11 because I remember yeah. when I was in school and, and seeing that happen. And the more I looked into that, it is one of the most wild stories that I could ever say. I highly recommend, what is it called? Uh, Heart, um, Heartland of Heartland. the Real or something. Yeah. Re- really fucked up. And they also had kids as the uh, moral shield of criticism as well because like the explosion blew up the crash in the Alpha yeah, B. The, the, the nursery. Yeah, they like specifically found the nursery and they even like went and scoped it out like a week or two before and met the ladies and kids. Like it was very right outside. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Skinny face. I haven't, I've no notes now. So it's all off the top of my head. What's his name? Uh, Well, you've got uh, Tim Tim McVeigh and then, um, I think he was Harry Nichols is, is, yeah, dude. Okay. We're, we're on the same path here. You know, what blew my mind too in that book was talking about, he was a computer programmer in like the, the eighties. Like he was not some, some random like redneck that got radicalized in the backwoods of Oklahoma shooting with his pappy. Um, if anything, that was the only thing that made him kind of rednecky was that he liked to shoot guns with his, his, his grandpappy. But outside of that, he loved Star Trek. He loved X-Men. He loved computer programs. I was reading this and I was like, I would have been this dude's friend. Hell, uh, Terror you know? nerd. 
Yeah, dude. None of it makes any motherfucking sense. And uh, same with your man Paddock, and then his brother gets caught with a computer full of child. That's your your man. That's not my man. What? (laughs) That's your man. That's not my man. That's your man. The the guy. No, your man. You know. (laughs) It's a it's a colloquialism. Uh, the guy is Stuart Paddock, and then his brother ends up getting caught with a computer full of child porn. The minute he comes out and says that my brother wouldn't do that, what's this on my computer? Oh fuck! Oh, and then you know what I mean. Um, so there's loads of these fucking situations, and we've talked about all them shits like called Hillary Clinton a fucking blood drinking lizard, like and you know, uh, prove me wrong. It's only defamation if it's not true. You know what I'm saying? Um, AI is taken off now and then you have people like uh, Tom Hanks this week coming out saying look at uh, I don't like these AI deep fakes of me coming out and saying blah 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 this and that he he had a big public stance about like this, there's AI things out there saying stuff that I wouldn't say and it's like yeah when is the fucking video coming out of you chowing down on some fucking baby booty hole and you're like that's 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 fucking deep fake it's not me at all and you're like mm. Because it seemed all of a sudden, like November last year, October, November last year, 22, that AI just be, just got switched on and everybody got to be able to use it at any level. You could go into mid-journey and start making fucking AI images in Discord all of a sudden. And it was working for years and years and years. But now, you know, come March, April, May this year, you were able to produce fucking AI video with deepfakes that were indistinguishable from the real thing at a consumer level all of a sudden. And you're like, I look at that as a conspiracy theorist and I go, when is the weird sex tape coming out? When is Frazzle Drip going to drop? When's the Frazzle Drip <laughs> drop? You know what I mean? And, and they're, they're preloading us with a, a, a deep fake fucking warning sign saying, if you see something that looks like somebody in the stone, they're doing something that you don't think they should be doing. It's probably fucking, you know, Mr. Beast is going through a thing at the moment I saw online where there's loads of these AI uh, deep fake videos of him giving away 0.34 Bitcoin or there's another one where he's giving away like 10 grand and you have to give your fucking personal details into this thing and it really looks like Mr. Beast it really looks like I'm on these things saying you know send in to such and such or you know send your details to this email address that feels like such lo- a natural conclusion to Mr. Beast style content though right because really it's vicariously watching other people win money constantly yeah. it's almost like watching a game show yeah, like a real, a real fucking uh, Squid Game. I wonder. He made this, a real one. I wonder how many like younger kids in the like a generation. Because I guess my generation was everyone thought they were going to win a scratch off or going to win the lottery one day, and it was just like a thing you did on like a weekly basis. But there's probably a whole generation of kids that are just like, Mister Beast is going to pop out from behind you know this aisle and just give me five grand. <laughs> it's it's such a weird thing to consider. What do you think? Why do you think fucking Walmart keeps on letting them like go up and down the aisles and fill them in their store? It's because people are like, well, he always does it in Walmart, so we better go into Walmart. He made a whole fucking, what was it till he built? I think he, he built a whole supermarket for something. Hold on. What the fuck was that story? Is this where the baby booty on. is available? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Beast built a whole... Uh, he built the whole thing. Ah, oh, fuck. Was it a no, I'm gonna ruin the, no, ruin the rhythm if I start looking shit up. Yeah, he fucking built this whole big uh, uh, building and filled it up full of stuff so that people could do like his his videos in them. And uh, because he was going to real supermarkets and people were fucking complaining because he put this thing up online saying anybody that comes into this grocery store 
I'm going to pay for your groceries. And it went everywhere. And thousands of people came from miles around and they were going up, loading up their bags. But like, I was going to buy four big screen TVs today anyway. Yeah. I'm going on with the fucking thing. Huh? I was going to buy nine fucking Dyson vacuum cleaners today anyway. What? Pay for them, bitch. And he was like, nah, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not falling for it. Um, so he thought he was only going to have to pay for like some toilet roll and some fucking Lay's chips or something. But it doesn't, um, it doesn't be fair. We've got expensive taste in this country. Very expensive yeah. taste. $9,000 in fucking hostess Twinkies. But uh, so yeah, that AI shit with Mr. Beast, the fucking stuff like Tom Hanks giving out about AI videos, like all this, the deep fake stuff, um, deep fake porn and all as well. People were going mad about putting fucking uh, Mila Kunis' face on some young one, just like deep faking it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's... That's really bad. Where where'd you, where <clears throat> where where did you find it? Where was that? Immediately. What would you type in, like, just in case you wanted to complain or report it? Like, if you report, <laughs> if you were uh, just reporting the video, I'd, I'd yeah, I reported. What were you, what <laughs> what was it again? Do you also know, like? I think there's a there's a anything that's out there. I've already said that's going to get me cancelled or fucked up. I've already done in real life that probably you know. I've never fucking sexually assaulted anybody. Do you know what I mean? I've never. You I, just gave me the perfect voice clip to cut that up and train your voice and and reword that. So thank you. That's what I'm saying. I've already got thousands of hours of myself talking. So if you wanted to train an AI to talk like me, you, the fucking footage is there, bro, to make me say anything and release it as an episode and fucking hijack my RSS feed and away you go. Like it's there. So I'm, you know, I'm ready for it. It's not gonna. People know fucking crack. But I is, don't want. Is to, this uh, permission from you to me directly right now to train your voice and release an episode? If you want to make me say some weird shit, what would you consider weird? Because I'm not even sure I know what your your scale is, man. There's nothing I can do to stop me from making you try and see if you can get it get weird with it. But I'm not encouraging you. But it's definitely possible. It you sounds like it. you're encouraging me. The, I, I'm really not. But like, it sounds like you want me to just go, yeah, do it. So then you don't feel guilty when you have me saying like, mm, I, tr- I, I mean, I, trust I, me, I, guilt is never a, a factor in any of my decisions, unfortunately. <laughs> that part of your brain, you, you left it somewhere along the way. Um, that was yeah. That I mean, they, they trained that out of you in the military in the first of the week. So. Disabled. Yeah. I just think... Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there worried about what people are going to think about them. And I tried to burn out my shame circuits years ago. And somehow it works. And, and in other places it doesn't. And uh, there's a lot of fucking um, shenanigans online. I don't think more rules are going to stop that shenanigans. It's just going to find new ways of getting around it, like with anything. And like... Well, some, sometimes rules help. A bad idea. I think rules help. Because you mentioned before the Las Vegas shooting... Yeah. And uh, soon after that, Donald Trump banned bump stocks. So that's never going to happen again. There's no way that anyone's ever going to be able to unleash that kind of a havoc without a bump stock. So I feel like, you know, bad thing happens. We find a solution. The problem gets solved. And we just wait for the next problem to pop up. And eventually a- we're going to solve all the problems and there won't be any left. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. They're 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 always inventing new ones. Or how are they going to sell things if there's not a problem to solve? You know, like if 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 pro, if solving problems was the the way to like the 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 final goal, why is there a new type of parcel out every year? Do you know? 
with a new formula. It's going to turn into like a like a, a a Jerry Seinfeld, you know, like how many what's packages with, do they? <laughs> yeah. What's with the Thai detergent? But that's what I mean. If the, you know, the fucking thing gets your clothes white. How many new versions of it do you need? You know. What do you, do really what do you think about what do you think about the AI stuff? Does it scare you at all? Do you think it's it's headed towards Skynet? Do you think you have any opinions on like the AI art and music versus having AI, you know, look something up and do something tedious? I talked with a friend of mine who's an artist about AI. In person or did you, in, was yeah, it online? In, yeah, in re, in online, okay. online. Just making sure that it wasn't AI. Well, yeah, it wasn't him being defect. No, it was real, it was real. And I was on his podcast, and unfortunately the podcast didn't get published on his side, but it's available on TCG Patreon. And uh, he's an artist, a comic book artist, and uh, does it for a job. And he, lovely man, but I think a small bit like repeating the uh, party line from all artists where AI is going to destroy art or that AI is taking from, it's like learned uh, machine it's stolen. From, it's, steal, it's stealing from, from us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the party line. And, and there was even like a whole campaign where everyone set their social media profiles to a little AI with like a strike through it. And that meant yeah. that you were on one side of the issue. And if you weren't, then maybe you were a bad guy. And yeah. So I think we've had this conversation or type this, the, the moral uh, objection around this conversation over and over again. So the writer's strike that's happening now, the SAG, Sag after a uh, writer. They just wrapped up like a couple days ago. Yeah, but because they were they're getting paid for and they're getting paid for uh, the stuff they've already done, but they're also getting like a share. Like they were getting paid up front, like session musicians, and then their fucking shows would take off and they can't renegotiate. So it's like, if you do really good work, you should get remunerated for it. But by the same token, if you're willing to just do something half-arsed because you're getting a paycheck today and you don't expect it to go past pilot, then fuck you, do you know? And that's kind of, there's an argument on both sides of that, where there was some lads just phoning it in for the daily paycheck and writing pilot after pilot, knowing it's going nowhere, and they have their best idea in their back pocket, whereas, you know, there is a side, both sides to it. If you get paid and it's successful, you should get money, right? So, and numbers don't lie, unless you don't publish the numbers, and the, the streaming platforms were properly publishing the numbers publicly, because they didn't want people to know how shit some shows were doing that were really heavily promoted. The, the Amy Schumer effect when Netflix takes away the thumbs, right? <laughs> Boo. And uh, how how well other ones were doing that were like cancelled after two seasons. And like that was, there was a really big fucking, uh, you know, following behind that. And there definitely should be uh, a third season, but they're like, eh. Because the showrunner got a better deal on something else and blah, blah, blah. And they just made it go away and they don't care about it. But the whole group of fans do and the writers do. And it's a really good, you know, all this kind of shit. So for artists and art, if you're taking art that's an amalgam of other things, sometimes you saw some of those AIs that still have the watermark on them. It's like, mm, you're kind of caught, right? But AI is not good enough to make an exactly, exactly the thing you want in exactly the style you want. And will it be in the future? It'll be a compromise. It'll be a, it'll be like going on to Fiverr. Do you know that website? Oh, yeah. Which is now like 70 Fiverr, but yeah. Well, you go on to Fiverr and you book some lad in fucking Indonesia or, or you know, Mongolia. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it whatever style you want, man. Bang, bang, bang. 
And I used to use it, but you end up doing so many revisions and so many, st- and you're just, you end up settling and you're like, oh, go on. And it's for like pennies on the dollar because they'll do it for an awful lot less because the dollar, the paycheck that they'll get is worth way more than their local currency. But if you were to pay somebody local to do it and you could collaborate with them and they get what they deserve as far as the market goes, which would be in the hundreds, if not thousands, depending on the project, you're getting what you pay for and you get exactly what you want. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but for, I mean, with my track record, I've, I've yeah, at least discovered had, that the geographic uh, you know, closeness has almost no impact on efficiency or speed or quality you know, or anything. Like, <laughs> you, can go to the, you can go to the motherfucker's house and be like, yo, break your fingers. I've, been, saying, I've been there. I've been well, yeah, I know. You're, you're, we've talked about it before, but what I'm talking about is like the real dude who has a real passion for it and you can do, you know, if you're hiring somebody on and this kind of stuff, like you get somebody who has a real passion and a real talent and you get to vet them and it's not like a shot in the dark or you're lobbing a hundred books up the internet to try and get something that's bespoke and it's, uh, you know, so the people who are going to use AI for free to make like YouTube uh, uh, cover images or to you to get like logos you know done up like quick snap fast bing bang bang done out of this card onto the thing fucking little bit of photoshop away we go there are people who are not going to pay an artist to do that anyway and they're definitely not going to pay somebody to do it for the price that the artist would charge you know I paid hundreds and hundreds for and loads of revisions for that for the TCG logo to an artist to do yeah, we shout out Alex Hovey. Alex Hovey, man. And some guy got a fucking tattoo of it on his knee. Did you see that? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I sent that to him today. Fucking I sent it to Alex. Oh, Alex. I'm sure Alex is gonna hit him up and be like, Yo, where's my $50 fee? Yeah, yeah. It's on your <laughs> fucking knee, bro. So it just um well I have I have the copyright rights to it, so but I didn't. He well, didn't. He should be cutting you in on it. Yeah, yeah. It's already got it on the knee. That's another. That's another thing that artists can be a, a particular way about, where it's like, yeah, you feel course. flattered, but it's like, yeah, I'm flattered, but like, where's my cut? Yeah, yeah. Where's my fucking? Where's my money, bitch? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, I got your money. But it's it's fucking. I think it's like a diminishing returns. It's like if you years ago when you were taping songs off the radio because you couldn't afford to buy the tape or the CD, right? But you become a fan of that band. And then when they come to town, you buy tickets to their show. And eventually, when you do have money, when you're an adult, you'll buy all their fucking albums. It's like the way Photoshop and, uh, um, you know, fucking Sony Vegas and all of these, or even Final Cut, where they give you this kind of freemium. There's like hackable, uh, you know, Adobe Suite was hackable until it became Creative Cloud. And it meant that thousands and thousands, I, I, would, I would say hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people all over the world were getting a hacked version. And I know I was one of them. A hacked version of Photoshop and a hacked version of Premiere Pro and a hacked version of Adobe Audition. And I learned how to do my craft on it for 20 years uh, on a fucking, on a computer that had a hacked version of Windows XP, right? Like all of this kind of shit. And it means that I'm shit hot at Photoshop and I'm shit hot at Audition, which is what I, I uh, edit the podcast with. And I know which how to use it. used to be called Cool Edit Pro, by the way. Cool Edit Pro, yeah. Super OGs know that, yeah. Cool, cool Edit Pro 6. Like, I remember that back in the back in the Dizzy for mm-hmm. Windows XP. But like, it was bought over and it turned into Audition and I had like Audition 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 and it went, after 7, it went to Creative Cloud. And I never use anything else. 
But that free amount that I got back then means that I'm paying them fucking 60 or 70 pound, 60 or 70 pound a month now forever because that's what I learned on. So like if you're using AI to get you over the hump when you're starting out in a business and then when you start making some money, you go to an artist. Like if the art style that the AI is copying is yours and then you're a visibly findable artist and someone will go, oh, they do it in their style. Like you want to get your website, like the artists want to get their websites up really well, make the, uh, you know, the ability to be able to connect with the audience really good because Midjourney has done their fucking job in onboarding tutorials, how to get good images out of Discord. How many real artists do you know that can actually be contacted by people to get little projects like that or who would take on projects like that? Make it like, what's your budget? 200 bucks. Okay, I'll make you a logo for 200 bucks. Like how many people do you know that are actually my, to- my favorite one too to compare real artists to AI. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm brainstorming this idea. Could you send me a thousand variations on that by tomorrow morning so I can just whip through them and just like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, maybe nope, nope, nope. You know what I mean? If you yeah. did that to a real artist the third time, you were just like, nope, nope, nope. They would go and cry and maybe come back and hurt you. Well, that's what I mean. Like there's no, there's no competing with it. So you might as well integrate it into your workflow. And go like, okay, well, why don't the artists use AI to put in, like, why, why don't you as an artist, if you're trying to sell your wares or your talent, your, your specific, uh, you know, skills in making something bespoke, that when they go, can you give me four examples? You go, yep. And you're shit hot at writing prompts into fucking Dali or whatever, that you can go blah, 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 blah and pump out 10 options and go, is it somewhere like this or like this or like this or like this? And they go, oh, that third one looks great. You can pull that in, put out all the seeds, make the other stuff, and then just like Photoshop or like do it on a on a on a whack on tablet and do the fucking or whatever Cintiq tablet and be like bang bang and and perfect that AI thing or copy it and and integrate it into your workflow. I like you're never going to get rid of it now. The people who want to pay will always pay. The people who don't never will or very rarely will. Um, so I don't think you're really losing nothing. Like it's almost like a seance the way you describe it here. Like you go and you hire like a medium to like translate human language with, you know, language of the beyond. Yeah. Well, there's fucking, uh, uh, an AI engine where you can pull a picture from Google images and pop it in and it gives you the exact script that you need to replicate that exact image. Then in mid journey and you copy paste it and you get exactly what it is and you change what you want. Yeah. So blip or clip is the technical name for that. Yeah, so like, like it's not going anywhere. You could make a law or a rule that says like, no, you know, no business, no money making business, or no. You can put people in jail. That's what it. uh, See, that's if you go to the logical end of this, almost every every anti AI thing comes in and needs to be regulated. We can't put the genie back in the bottle, but it has to be regulated. And me as a I guess maybe a radicalist American. When I hear something needs to be regulated, I think, oh, you're going to come to my house yeah. and point a gun at me if I do this thing and I yeah. don't stop doing it regardless of what you send to me. But it can be used as a tool to benefit artists. And it can be used by scoby fucks who don't know how to do anything to give like a lesser, shitter version of the thing that's really, really good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, what can you do? Make a make a law that every LLC in America is not allowed to have a logo or a a watermark or a fucking 
anything on their website is allowed to be artificially generated. It has to be done by a person's hand manually. Like, how can you enforce that? How can you, like, you can't, there's no way to enforce it. So you, you just have to embrace it as an artist. Like, think about this, man. How many people listen to my show? And how many people listen to shows like mine, where there's like a few lads and they're talking about conspiracies or talking about dicks? Every smart side. person in the world. I don't know how many numbers that is, but it's every smart person on the planet. It's a few hundred thousands, 50 million downloads career-wise since 2014, right? Okay. Let's, let's say that there's some dummies in there, so let's round it around yeah. 50 grand. Average, yeah. So like, if there's, a, if there's a show that's like a shitter quality than mine in whatever parameters I deem good, so like the jokes are better, the impressions are better, the content is better. It's like a preference, like, oh, it's a bit shorter. It's more succinct. There's no personal anecdotes. There's only one guy reading. Like you can find the thing that you want. If you want a Dan Carlin or if you want a last podcast on the left, and I'm kind of a mix of the two. So I have the research and I have the fucking, you know, I'm like last podcast on the left for the crack, except not the domestic violence, but all of that stuff together. Wait, what? You, you what? Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> what was that? Okay, keep going. <laughs> so you mix all that stuff together. Why, yeah, yeah. His giant hands. Mind you get a punch of him. Uh, they put all that stuff together and then they find, oh yeah, I like that flavor. So that's like saying, right, you're not allowed to have sweet barbecue sauce. It all has to be smoky because like a bunch of people don't like sweet. Like it doesn't fucking, you know, the people who are going to buy it are going to buy it anyway. And then eventually it'll become financially not viable to keep one or the other or not to keep both going. And that's why you have fucking flavors of crisps going out of, going out of fashion or you have certain, you know, clothing style is not being made anymore because there's not enough people to keep that fucking industry going. And like, that's the fucking way it is, you know? So like, unless the artists and the creators are integrating AI into their workflows and being able to offer something like that, it'll take, like you said, somebody goes, gives a hundred fucking samples. Um, if you're really good at prompts, you'd be able to do that and give them a hundred different options. But like, if you're refusing to use AI, you're going to be doing it all manually. So I have a couple of different AI things. Like I have a transcriber thing that I have that helps me with editing. If I'm taking out like, you know, sections of the show, I have a, a yoke that does like captions and final cut. I have a few different things that's AI and it takes the time out of it doing it for me. So if it's saving you time, like why not? You know, I do if get someone it. trained AI on like all of your shows that you've ever done and it just, it, eat up all the content, ate up all your impressions and everything. And then it's, and it started churning out new episodes about like new topics. Would you feel threatened at all? Or would you feel like, Oh no, there's, there's no competition. It would never, you know, beat me. No, I wouldn't feel any, any fear of being outdone by a, a machine. Do you know? Really? Why not? Dude, is that, is that, <laughs> is that the, uh, the, um, the hubris that's going to be your downfall? Do you think? Well, it always is in the movies. The human <laughs> thinks that they're like, you know what I mean? Your podcast is over, Dave. Like, it's not going to fucking replace, like, even with people, bro. Like, do you know how many, like, copies of those conspiracy guys type show there are? Like, my show was kind of a copy of last podcast on the left, but I'd never listened to them before. And it's evolved into something completely different. But, like, how many fucking podcasts are three dudes talking about a topic plus dicks. Do you know? Be it sports or fucking horror movies or 
I don't know, comic books are fucking beer. Do you know how many started? How many beer review podcasts were? They're like, dude, this is just an excuse for you to get out of the house so your girlfriend doesn't give you a shit. Like, I'm going over to I'm going over to Brad's house to record the podcast. Have, it's like, not a problem. It's content. I don't have a problem. Yeah, yeah. This is I have I bought I ordered nine IPAs from the internet. I'm going to drink them all and then not con- unconsensually have sex with you when I come home. Like it's fucking. People can try and copy, but like... All right, Danny Masterson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or many other people. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's... Uh, I'm not afraid of anybody copying my thing because, to be honest, like, I know what my thing is, but it also can change and grow as it has done since the very start. Like, it was quite pure oil and now it's a little bit... I think way better research, but a little bit less, like, you know, the brakes are off. And then loads of people are, like, on the reviews going... Oh man, this show's gone shit. Like, uh, it used to be like really fun, and now it's all like real serious and all. And I was like, I was always serious. <laughs> like, I'm not changing that much, um, to make it completely different to what it was when it started. I can't but, like, imagine someone what? complaining that you're too serious. I don't yeah, something like it doesn't oh, compute. So I was going on about fucking cultural Marxism and all, and I'm like, yeah, look at the world around you right now. I was talking about that in 2016 and 2017. And I stopped talking about it in like 2019. And now look what's going on. Fucking cancel culture and fucking trans in libraries and all these fucking mad conversations people are having online. Is, is this some, some conspiracy like, hipsterism going on? I, I'm just saying, I stopped talking about it ages ago and people are like, ugh, because they're back in the fucking back catalog, still listening. And they're like, you <laughs> talk so much about this. And I'm like, it's called a prediction, motherfucker. A You're warm, gonna be like sixty, walking up to people with like you know, like a like a question JFK, be like name name one assassination. You can't name one person that Clinton killed by name without looking it up. You can't. That's rich. Yeah. <laughs> that was first one. Um, yeah, it is a bit conspiracy hipsterism, but uh, I, I, it's not my identity, so it's fine. So they wasn't talking about it. But I just think, man, like it's fucking. There's a lot of um, conspiracies. The new rock and roll. So I'm not afraid of anybody starting a conspiracy show. My philosophy is there's always more room for more discussion. The more minds that we put into this thing, the more, you know, processing power through all our combined of all our electric porridge together. And I would absolutely love anybody that has a conspiracy show to reach out uh, uh, as we've done already. Uh, done it with like, I tell you now the fucking shows I've done Swabcast with over the last while that haven't been published because I'm a terrible person. Uh, I, I feel so guilty that I've recorded all these fucking shows and I can't get them out, man. I'm having severe, uh, what would you call them, psychological fucking issues with, with uh, getting these things edited and published, you know? I've done I mean, like we deal uh, with such happy and, and, you know, nice content. I can't understand <laughs> why anyone would ever have any sort of issue after just (laughs) sorting through (laughs) this for decades of time. Yeah, exactly. All these rapists and murderers and stuff. And that's just the stand-ups. Hang on a second. So I've done done swap cast with like macroaggressions, lizard news news network, conspiratorial conspiring. I think some of these shows have even stopped broadcasting it. Is this your Uh, body count? Are you you reading off your body count right now? These are all the fucking swap casts that I haven't published yet, bro. Like, oh, like, these are just the ones that are waiting on you. <laughs> yeah, I've got 50 shows in the can, like, including, including, so they've got the Gentleman of Logic, uh, Project Cheney, if anyone's out there, check that shit out. 
whiskey, beer, and conspiracies. I've Monster Fuzz ones, First Class Horror, Program Black, uh, Legit Bat, Rebunked. Uh, I we did our one last November, man. So every year, the fuck. <laughs> Paranoid American and and uh, and Juan is on. We don't say his name. No, no, we don't say his name on this podcast. Oh no, nope. Is it the other guy? You just say you just say my the the co-host for the Occult Book Club. We don't say his name. Uh, Is that like a? It's not personal. He just hasn't paid. He hasn't paid me this month uh, for saying his name. We're having like an agreement, and if he gets behind (laughs) on payments, no one's allowed to say his name on the show. So it's like paying your Jews in the in the biker gang. Is that what like this is? literally he has to pay his dues? Literally, yeah, <laughs> pay his Jews. Uh, yeah, it's sort of fucking looks like a little tinfoil hat, fucking con men podcast. Like, uh, the fucking laws, man. I'm gonna like uh, everyone you just mentioned, I'll have to look them up and link them down below. So, well, that's I can send you that I have it there somewhere, but uh, that's what I mean. Like, the, all of those people together have done podcasts with and and dozens and dozens of others. Because there's fucking loads of room, like the union of of the unwanted, like all of those guys, Ricky, Verandis, uh, like the ripple effect and looking uh, Sam Tripoli and Truthzilla and all these fucking Monica Perez. Like there's so many people talking about so many things. Everyone has their uh, special interest topics, you know, everyone's an expert in something plus the rest. And uh, I don't think AI will take over from me being able to talk shite. I think the way my neural pathways work, it's pretty unique, the stuff that they bring up, and I wouldn't be afraid of it. Like, give it a go. Let's see how many people would listen. We're, but We're going to revisit this same question about a year from now, because I yeah, swear it was, I remember like a year ago today, people were like, oh, cool, someone typed in frog, and it kind of has like a green blob on the screen with eyes. Yeah, it's kind of a frog. That Wow, wow so amazing. And then three months later, they're like, is that, is that Mila Kunis? Is that the real Mila Kunis? <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking, yeah. Um, let's see what happens. I don't think it'll be able to recreate the content. I don't think it has, you know, if I was able to put in everything, all of my notes and my future episodes, it might be able to pull something up. But like, I'm using ChatGPT a bit and I'm using some other ones as well, like a text generator. Feeding Skynet, basically. Yeah, it's not, it's not giving me, it's not giving me gold. It's not giving me good stuff. Well, you know, I've got I some mean, good stuff. I've got sure. some gold. Let me show it to you really quick. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna to drill you a little bit harder if, if you've oh. still got any stamina left. Yeah. It. Yeah, I'm good for all good white man, as long as you can. Let's let's do this. Hey conspiracy buffs, I double dare you to take some PCP, the paranormal conspiracy probe. On your marks, get set, and go. There we go. And basically the rules are you're just gonna give me a zero to ten rating. On zero being it's bullshit and 10 being not only do I believe this, but I'm going to make you believe it too. And we're not going to end this without, you know, us going away. You know, one walks away alive. Okay. I have to, I have to take notes then shit. You know, there's, there's no notes here. This is, this is rapid fire. I just want to get your immediate and then we'll, uh, I'll follow up on any questions. Okay, yeah, I mean, the follow up ones. If you like start 10. like, oh, I got, you know, maybe it's a four, maybe it's a seven. I'll mark it and we'll get into it. But okay, I want to okay. get your. I want right. to get your zeros and tens out of the way and then maybe thing, like right. make fun of you based on your beliefs. That's yeah. what we do on this show. We make my fun belief, of people because of their beliefs. My beliefs, my beliefs. Yeah. Like Islam, <laughs> what a bunch of kooky dudes. Well, um, let's start with Islam. So zero to 10, the U S military buried Osama bin Laden at sea out of respect for his culture. A zero. An absolute zero. 
Yeah, they totally he died years ago and they bullshitted it and then they killed okay. all the guys. This was important. You gotta you gotta listen to the details. Devil's in the details. Zero to ten, a human being has successfully landed and walked on the moon. Zero is is absolutely Bullshit. not and ten is absolutely positive. Yes. Now I'm not saying that the four. footage was real, but that just a, a person has stepped on the moon. So a four. four. Okay. Now let me ask you the footage of the moon landing is real, zero to ten. Bullshit completely bullshit is zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. Alistair Crowley was onto something. And I don't just mean like a like a dick, whatever the joke is. Eight. An eight. Alistair Crowley summoned a legit demon at some point. Six. Alistair Crowley talked to an alien named Lamb. <laughs> or any alien with any name. I, I was just gonna say any alien, any name. Uh alien being another entity or some something from outer space. Uh Ukrainian. <laughs> uh six as well, I suppose. Philema's full. <laughs> that would have been yeah, a cool uh, cross section of like rednecks and like Thalema. <laughs> okay. Um the gold the golden dawn is full. <laughs> Uh, um, Lee Harvey Oswald took part in the assassination of JFK in a very very small role so probably like four okay okay harp was used for mind control mind control no it's a two probably okay okay that's fine We'll correct you on that later. Uh, the Titanic sinking was a deliberate act by J.P. Morgan. And I don't care if it's out of insurance fraud or gold smelting or any of the things, oh, but that it was oh, intentionally done. Eight, nine, probably nine. Wow, okay. What about the Titanic being repainted uh, sister ship? Five, maybe six. Okay, okay, five. okay. How much do you think? Let's let's go on. To, it's like you know, a higher than a five that it was intentional. How much of that do you think was because of the Federal Reserve or that John Astor was on board? Oh, like five or six as well. Two birds, one stone, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be smart. Because, yeah. Now, okay. So similar question as I had with Crowley, Nikola Tesla. Do you think that yeah. he was in commune with some like higher entities or beings? Old nine. Really? Yeah. More yeah. More, more so than just being like a smart cookie. Yeah, I think he may have even been inhabited by them. What or about uh, pyramids? Yeah. Do you think yeah. alien did aliens build the pyramids? Zero to ten? Aliens, outer space aliens, or humans with the knowledge of outer space aliens? You see. Ukrainians. <laughs> like, I'd say, if you phrase the question that aliens built the pyramids, I would say probably two. But if you said with the knowledge of other civilizations, I would say eight. Zero to ten, Epstein was onto something. The younger the berry, the sweeter the juice. That's what they say, isn't it? Well, Jesus. Oh, I mean, I was that's where you well, took it. I was blacker. Blacker. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh two. Well, it depends okay. on something. If you if you're talking about creating a cabal of people. Uh, that are on a load of memory cards and hard drives or doing shitty things and then being able to manipulate them politically and socially than eight. 
but well, like, here, I'll, I'll, st- I'll steer this into where I was going. Something is a weird headline. What about uh, Jack Parsons? I don't you know. Think he was in. Oh, so the um, JPL Laboratories, the the you know rocket scientist Jack Part. So if you were in America, you would be like a force to be reckoned with because this would just be part of your DNA. But Jack Parsons was essentially the closest thing that we had to a connection with Crowley in the States. And oh, Parsons I, I was a conduit. Well, he I was a conduit between Crowley and maybe L. Ron Hubbard because Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard did the Babylon working rituals out in the middle of the uh, desert. And that was... Basically, you know, um, Alistair Crowley wrote Moonchild and he wrote how to do Babylon working. And then they actually tried to do it. And, you know, rockets go out to outer space and Marjorie Cameron. And well, yeah, dude, that's okay. So I'm going to just mark it down as a 10. I got to learn up my Jack Parsons, bro. Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen. Ah. Two. Oh, th- that was very flippant. We're gonna definitely revisit that one. Yeah. I almost feel insulted by how f- how flippant that was. Hi, let me ask you: How much do you care about the JFK assassination? Zero to ten. Um, nine. Okay, all right. You passed. I'm, I'm preparing for an episode we're recording at the start of November, a, a JFK revisit for season nine, and I just started watching twenty twenty two eleven sixty three today. First two episodes of watched. Great, today. great show, by the way. Great I'm not. Show. Stephen King is hitting this is one of my yeah. favorite Stephen King related anythings. And Frank, yeah. James Franco, man, if there's one person that nothing bad's ever going to come out into the media about, like I've got all of mine on James Franco and Tom Hanks by far. Like yeah, 100%. Two just great American all around good guys. Z- 0 to 10 Freemasonry actively helps run the world today. Well, I'm not even talking about 1980. I mean 2023. Zero to ten rating on how much influence Freemasonry has on the New World Order. Well, that's two different things. Like, is it negative influence or positive influence? Uh, well, I just mean like if if it's a board meeting, right? How many chairs on that at that board yeah. table does Freemasons actually have? Are they like standing in the corner? Do they like Hard line five. the decks? What's up? Hard five. A five? It's okay, it's on the fence. Yeah. What about the Illuminati? Do you think that they're, and I don't mean, oh, you're already, you're already shaken, but I don't mean like the Bavarian Illuminati. Mm. Um, and I don't mean like a hip hop Illuminati, but I mean, like, is there a single group that is acting the same that the Illuminati infiltrating all other secret societies, um, trying to just like collect all the smart people on the planet under one big guys. Do you think that's actively happening under one organization? No. One organization. No. Not even like just the one guy that knows it. With the, I the think one or, one or two guys that know more than everybody else. Yeah, but no, no organization that's like compartmentalized or whatever. No more than any like you know NSA or anything like that. There's no Illuminati getting in there. I don't think celebrity clones. I don't want to mention a specific or let's say like I don't know because I, I don't seven. want. I go seven on that shit. Maybe wow, even eight. Dude. Wow. Okay. Well, let's actually let's stop. Let's stop there and let's focus on that one first. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we're gonna get to Walt Disney. But I want to know why. Flat Earth? No. I don't care. I don't care. Because I really don't. I I don't. I don't care. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. 
and clones and clones and all this stuff and and flat earth and uh, some of the other f- i didn't say flat earth just forget flat earth no, i know i know hear about flat earth. we're saving that for another episode where i just berate you <laughs> flat earth was one of those ones and i was like no fucking way so where okay where are you at you said you're in like an eight right now on a flat earth yeah yeah but i know i'm not gonna like but, <sighs> what about like, dinosaurs zero to ten that's that's the thing you see. I think I'm thinking like two, maybe three for dinosaurs. Okay, I've got. Okay, hold on, one more, one more. Dragons, zero to ten. Dragons ever like existed. Seven eight, like for uh, dragon. Okay, yeah. why is this such, such a recurring pattern for me that people that think dinosaurs were fake but dragons were real when all of the evidence is inverted? Is it is it that school told you dinosaurs were real and school is bad, therefore dinosaurs are not real? And then is it that school told you dragons were not real and therefore is it just like I'm so against indoctrination that I do the opposite of what conventional science says. My neurodivergence uh, comprises of like oppositional defiance disorder and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> and, yeah. and pathological demand avoidance. So if I'm told to do something, more than likely I'll either say no or okay and do the opposite. Right? <laughs> I have always wondered why the motherfuck do they spend one to three years teaching us about the earth being round, the Egyptians and dinosaurs. That's like a huge part of the curriculum in our education here anyway. All the intricate details of ancient Egypt and the burial uh, processes and you know, the relig- all the different gods and all this stuff. Like, why do they focus on Egypt as some, like, legitimate thing? I think it's because, like, at that age in the malleable neuroplasticity that kids have, they create these baseline, like, concrete foundational pieces of information that you've known since childhood, that you wouldn't remember the details of your childhood, but you remember these fucking details because you were quizzed on them. And it changes your perception of your reality, the building blocks on which everything else is built is built on top of those pieces of information. So if they go away, the whole fucking tower of your identity falls away. So you're emotionally way more weighted to not doubt them ever because everything else you've ever known, including your personality and your job and all the other education is built on this foundation of these things that may or may not be true. Dinosaurs, Egypt, the earth is round. And the more you look into all of them, the more you go, oh, fuck. Do you know? Like, like Triceratops never existed as a real dinosaur. Most of the dinosaur fossils that are found are like 15 to 20%. And the rest of it is all put together in some kind of haphazard, like, let's make it look like a thing kind of a way. They don't know what the skin on them looked like. They don't know what the muscular structure looked like. And now we're finding out because the new fucking Jurassic Park has it. Everybody knows it now that most of those motherfuckers had feathers. Velociraptors were the size of a turkey, not the size of a seven foot man. Clever they were girl. non-binary too. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. yeah. As are a load of amphibians. So I'm saying like, clever, <laughs> clever they. But what, <laughs> what I'm saying is... wake a girl. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, there's loads of these things that we build our whole society on. We built all of our knowledge on these building blocks of things that we were taught. And uh, if they'd become untrue, our whole fucking reality unravels, which is why everyone's going bananas about the Mandela effect. 
because these things are like, I am absolutely sure of this and they just gaslight your reality. So I'm not going to go into like flat earth stuff, but like I've, I've studied it since I've done the episode like five years ago. And I'm like, fuck, do you know? Um, well, we're, we're talking don't, about, if we're talking about dinosaurs, I, I fully mm. agree with you that from a young age, I, I have a similar theory on Disney programming where yeah. it, even if it's not like MK Ultra, right, they own a monopoly on nostalgia. Nostalgia is like one of the, the strongest drugs on the planet. So even if you don't buy into Disney, like it influences you and your decisions for the rest of your life. I also feel like that's why we should be able to remix it and sample it and culture jam it and everything. But I, but I want to say, so no, I agree with you that when your head is soft and you're a little kid and they pound in dinosaur and land before time and Jurassic Park and, and these things kind of like take hold, that yeah, people might be harder to to go away from that or or admit that it's like eighty five percent bullshit and fifteen percent real. But what about the fuck dragons, man? What? How do dragons swoop in and you're like eighty percent? You know what I mean? Like how does how do the dragons in lieu of all that? Because it it just seems that you would get way more people into the museums if they were like, and that dinosaur over there also breathed fire, and all of a sudden it's like you know, buy it in the gift shop. It feels like it would be no reason to not hype that up and also lie about dragons and flying. Like, what what would be at miss, right? What would they would it upturn science and people would just like stop buying dinosaur books? They buy more dragon books. No, I don't know. I just I'm curious on your interpretation of why dragons are more realistic than dinosaurs. In so so many cultures, the image of a dragon like either as like coats of arms or in depictions on, on like tapestries and murals, um, designs on clothing and textiles and stuff like that. Across all continents, there's been dragons involved, right? Folk tales of the king slaying the dragon. Could it have been an allegorical for like an older pagan religion? Absolutely. But why didn't all of these religious books, as we just did an episode on Lucifer, the fallen angel, Right. Also sponsor of this show. Shout out Lucifer. Lucifer 15. You go to hell. Give them that 15% off. Nice. Uh, 15% less hot for the first 30 days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we went through all this Bible verse and he talks about the fallen angels, the watchers, the egregores, right? And in the books of Enoch, he talks about these watchers came down and were like, oh, look at them women's. Them good looking women's. And all the fucking angel gods started leaving a hanging out in these young ones, cream pie and these little fucking pink fleshed, you know, smart monkeys. And uh, they had babies that end up being the Nephilim or these giants. So like I'm putting giants and dragons into the same kind of belief bowl and saying like, there's something wrong with the way our realm is perceived. History is completely fabricated past like 500 years ago. Everything is fabricated. Stuff is being withheld from us. The power of humans is being withheld or we're being intentionally disempowered. And I think if they told us where dragons came from, they'd have to show like how they lived. They'd have to make up like where did they live? How were they fed? How did they breed? Like all of this stuff. They'd have to make up all that, but they'd also have to show like where, where, like, if you believe in dinosaurs, where did the dinosaurs sleep at night? Did they have a nest? Did they just lie down on the ground? 
like where how do, how do brontosauruses fuck like how do you get one brontosaurus up on the other one to fuck it because it doesn't have like it's there's no way it's got big clumpy elephant feet like how do you listen man i've i've seen some weird shit online so that's that that part doesn't sell me as much i'm saying you're you're going on the purity commercial like if dinosaurs were real or if dragons were real then this like dragons would have hollow bones to be able to be light enough to fly so they won't hold up under like, you know, uh, uh, archaeological pressure, you know, these, these paleontological pressure of the stones and rocks and sediment. A big lie that was debunked for me when I was a young fella was when we were small, we were told oil comes from dinosaur bones getting squashed and they turn into oil. And that's how we get petrol. We were told that in school. And it's a blatant lie. Like the 90 plus percent of all the oil that's on the earth is created by like uh, oceanic algae that's compressed. It's not dinosaurs. It's not prehistoric dinosaurs getting squashed, which is the image from fucking, like you said, the land before time, like little foot and fucking the, the things separate. They're like, what? He falls in and then the fucking thing squashes him. Like, well, he's petrol. Oh, yeah. you, you pump the gas in your F, your Ford F-150 and you're just like, little fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> fucking, tri, triceratops didn't even exist, man. That was made up from a load of things like a jigsaw. So what oh. would be, I'm asking you to speculate here. You're not on the, the block to like defend all of the, uh, you know, like the dragon suppressors, but what would be the reason for suppressing dragon reality and to tack on this, you mentioned that you were like very lukewarm, maybe like two or three on a global Illuminati where there's like this one, you know, cabal that runs it all. Wouldn't that require for this? Like if, if dragons were real and they existed in all cultures worldwide, wouldn't there have to be some sort of a global cooperation of like, Hey guys, like we, like we can't let the dragon thing out of, the bat virus, that thing can get out of the bag. The AI, that can get out of the bag. You know what can't get out of the bag? Fucking dragons. Well, it's the same as what's past the 60th parallel. Do you know? There's a treaty, the Antarctic Treaty in 1956, I do believe. Uh, they made, they went down there and went, oh! And then went, no, no more. And then they have fucking battleships protecting it from anyone going down there uh, or up there or around there. Because it's not just down. And uh, that ice wall thing and the gaps into the different realms and shit like that, like to the outer realms and you're getting to Toth and Moo and these kind of places. Like that's where the dragons live in those places and we're flying over the ice wall and you know, the, the, the Game of Thrones thing wasn't that dissimilar to how it really is and they have to show you, you know, the, the, the bad guys have to show you what they're doing. You're warming me up. I'm getting a little bit wet here, so I'm I'm yeah. I'm ready to go a little bit farther than I originally thought I was going to let you go. Okay. Flat Earth, but I want to skip right to the good bits. Like I want to okay, talk yeah, about no, 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 yeah, yeah. I want to talk about infinite land. Where yeah. are you at on the concept of infinite land? It's an infinite plane, yeah, and it's a it realm is an infinite plane. Yeah, that we're allowed to be. Uh, in 3D space because we are uh, I guess what would you call it atomized spirit energy and we grow time in this realm 
to gain experience in the soul that leaves our body when we die and goes back to that kind of fifth dimension. So this is like a, this is like a, a working table for growing time. And there's some people that live longer and some people that live less and we're right in the center of it, which is why people thought that we were the center of the universe for so long because we were. And then we were told, oh, actually we're a ball. And um, the planets that we see are different lands the stuff like the James Webb or the Hubble, like there's a reason them boys on the moon couldn't tell you what the stars were because they'd have to make that shit up. And I think that, you know, if you're talking about AI and stuff like that, I sound like such a fucking kook now, but I just, I'm not buying it, man. Like NASA has James Webb and the, like they were made by Nazis, you know? Of course they're going to lie to us about being insignificant because it comes up to the thing of like, right, well, there's aliens and they're invading us now and they're our leaders and we all have to band together. Like we're, a slave planet like we're supposed to be flying around at like thousands of miles an hour uh, around in space and the fucking stars stay the same in the sky every night no matter what forever and so we just work all day and pay taxes to pedophiles like it doesn't make any motherfucking sense like you know if there if there's infinite land um, what would be like the most superficial version is land price, real estate prices. You know, we, we need to keep these real estate prices high. Is there, would there be something else that would prevent, you know, I, and I guess I can only think of it in terms of a global Illuminati. Like who else would be able to make sure that nobody else found out about this infinite land unless there was like one central source that, you know, had the key to whatever the little underground tunnel that goes into the the cave is. But I mean, what else would be out there that we're not allowed to know about? Oh, like other other types like of Is it just money? Is it just like they want to charge me like two grand a month in mortgage and property tax? And if it was infinite land, then no one would pay anything because they would just go move to a new place? Or is is it more than than just the real estate companies suppressing infinite land? The more difficult your life is, the more energy they're harvesting from you. So when they say like, you know, you're haunted or you're possessed, you're having a really hard time. There's a lot more, it's like Monsters Inc, man, you know, that they get like a bunch of energy from screams, but they get way more from laughter. So these guys are still working on the screams uh, kind of paradigm because they've Mr. Reb, or was it, what is it, Morpheus? We've made this place perfect before but you couldn't handle it. Like you need, humans need suffering to be able to, like the sour, to be able to taste the sweet. So they've created this and destroyed this. Like Mother Teresa right now. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's how it is, man. You can't just give them all a perfect life and accept, expect the energy fucking reserves to keep going up. So Epstein was kind of playing his part in that whole dynamic. Well, I don't think a lot of these people are really um, switched on to everything that's happening they're just kind of playing their part and there's this hedonistic physical level of of you know uh physical level of like gratuitousness and and greed and lasciviousness and fucking sexual gratification and all these kind of you know opulence and all this kind of physical the physical realms like oh my god it's amazing and that's all the what would you call the the satanic or the luciferian like he's the prince of this world like this physical realm is run by a guy who's like yeah eat fuck spend like wants us all to to 
use that energy, you know? Was that a Donald Trump impression again? No, no, it was just like some stock kind of demon. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, were just, you were just missing the, the hand gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat, fuck, spend, do what you like. Come on, it's New York City, baby. But it's one of those things where you have to fucking look around at the world and go like, how is it allowed to be going on like this? Why are politicians not fixing this? Why are, you know, communities not allowed to push back? And it's all psychological abuse, social, social and cultural uh, uh, manipulation. You're talking about like uh, uh, race and class gaslighting, uh, binary oppositional fucking politics. Uh, it's all this stuff to fucking make us be mad stressed all the time to be fighting with one another to get the anger up because like anger is the the one that fills the screen tank faster and when it gets too much and they just wipe it and start again they tried to give us a perfect life but humans couldn't handle a perfect life because they weren't making any fucking Scream energy off of us because everything's like, oh, look, fucking thing. We don't even need to buy clothes. Like, we're so carefree. And then it's all like, no, 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 no. We need to give you psychological problems. We need to give you financial problems. We need to give you family issues. We need to give you sociocultural issues. We need to make everything finite in order to create a demand so that we all work with money that we always have to keep on going for. It's like these artificial programs put in place to get us to keep moving forward in some direction and it's like a carrot and a stick type thing but like imagine if you were if you could live to 900 years old how many how many hundreds of those years would you keep going with that fucking treatment you wouldn't like you get to about 70 years old and you're like fuck everybody and when you're 70 you're like people are like excuse me sir fuck off (laughs) sir can I just go ahead you've only got two items go fuck yourself like you get 70 years and you're finished with that shit, do you know? Um, and uh, I think in the other realms, there's stuff like giants and different animals. There's like people who lived at seven, eight, nine hundred years, like f- fucking Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, that, puts, that puts a new spin on, what is it, the, the, curse, the ham, where, where uh, old boy walks into Noah in the tent. I guess if you've been around for like 900 years, you're ready to, to try some different things out once in a while. I think Noah... Lived till 800 years of age or something like that, didn't he? Well, Gilgamesh was not. In my opinion, probably Probably not. (laughs) You know, uh, uh, the book of Job, I know this is money after another Bible bumper, but like Job apparently lived till he was like 140 and he was working and fucking every day until his last. Do you know? So these people lived for a really long time, apparently back in the day, you know? Um, Without air conditioning the whole time, too. That would have been rough. And, and working the, the fields, the land all the time. So you can't didn't exactly have a sit-down easy life. So, like, I don't know, man. This is just kind of like a majority spiritual, like, let's feel the vibes. I'm not basing this on anything concrete. In fact, I'm kind of going, like, if someone came to me and said that, like, there was a bunch of spirits like trapped in a volcano and an explosion made them all attached to me. And then I had to like audit myself to get them off my body or whatever. I'd be like, I'm listening, I'm not believing it, but I'm listening, do you know? And then eventually you wouldn't, you, find, you wouldn't be there without Parsons, man. Parsons, the one that's making that happen too. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a lot of reading to do. I'm trying, I, I, I'm using mostly like uh, books and um, articles rather than stuff online. You just can't really, 
find the stuff and the stuff you find is very dismissive these days. Well, the, the coolest yeah, thing about reading articles online is that you can go back the week later and it'll be a different article. And then a week again, it'll be like the author will be different. The names will be yeah. different. The numbers and facts will be different. It's kind of cool. It's like an evergreen news cycle where you just yeah. keep reading the same article over and over to just change slightly. It's like one of those things of like, what's what's different between these two pictures? Like, ah, uh, that, that yarn's, you know, yellow that the cat's playing with in the far corner. Well, I have a, I have a software that like save the websites or to save the news articles and it makes a snapshot of them. And uh, um, they do change way more than you think. Like, and the Wikipedia pages are all, you know, changed all the time. And um, yeah, I'm a lot more kind of book heavy because those books could be like from the 60s or 70s or 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. And I fucking, like it's concrete information that's there for well, and, a long time. And people time. didn't lie back then either. Not that it didn't lie, but it didn't change. You can't get like a 2002 version of a 1977 book and it's not the same content. Like people who know. Yet. You can't yet. I yet. think that's coming too. Yeah. No, I think that, that um, there's a lot more going on. Like it's, it feels like less of a political and personal war and more of a an ideological kind of spiritual conflict at the moment. Where it's like, instead of two political powers fighting over uh, an, uh, a, a diminishing or finite resource like oil or fucking gold or fucking slaves or something, it feels like the souls of everybody is being fought over now, you know? Like, like the Michael Sarion approach was one of my favorite ones, is that yeah. we send the generals out onto the battlefield and they've got stars on their shoulders because you're sacrificing their lives to the star gods and you're letting them know like, hey, this four star is like our biggest sacrifice that I can give you, bigger than their three star. And yeah. then it's just this big. So this almost implies a little bit of spiritual, like where are you at on the spiritual spectrum? Are you? It doesn't sound like you're exactly agnostic slash atheist. Where where would you put yourself? Jesus. Well, I grew up a Catholic, do you know? So we got all the shit from the Bible. And I was very heavily Al set. Altar boy Catholic? Yeah, man. I was an altar boy Ooh, too. Now you got the full experience. All right. All that, man. But um got the little uh Lancelonginous. <laughs> put your hand into my side, Thomas, and I tell you <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Um he became a saint, yeah. by the way, for, for giving JC the poke. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. He had to keep quiet somehow. But um, <laughs> That was the payoff. Yeah, it was the payoff, yeah. So you get the job if you do poke and you get the job. I think, um, yeah, I was raised a Roman Catholic as a child. We were told all that shit in school and there's a lot of church in the schools in Ireland. So the stories of Jesus and the miracles and they how were much told, trouble did you get in oh, Sunday school? Oh, <laughs> the whole time, I was a fucking dickhead. I was a dickhead. Um, excuse me, that doesn't sound. How do you feed five thousand people with that many food? And then my favorite one too was like, wouldn't you just get used to it? Like, because they were talking about hell one day, like you'll burn forever and ever and ever. I was like, eh, excuse me, after like three days, wouldn't you just kind of like get used to being, I don't know. <laughs> they don't like that stuff, not just like shut <laughs> off. Like, yeah, going, they don't like, they don't like questions though. No, they really don't. And they don't like explain, explain it because I was asking and then, and then the follow-up question, the follow-up question and they're just like, just shut up. You just got to believe it. That's what faith is. And I'm like, nah, you're all right, man. I'm not into that <laughs> shit. <It> doesn't <laughs> yeah. make a goddamn bit of sense to me. But what was worse was I was finding the hypocrisy and as I got older and understood and I was like, 
most religions are fucking massively hypocritical, you know. Uh, most organized religions and most of the people who are the leaders of those are massively hypocritical, possibly criminals, possibly sex offenders, possibly, you know, at least amoral or above reproach. So their behavior becomes, you know. Um, Schrodinger's morality almost, right? And there's a lot of good people around. There's a lot of, there's a lot of solace people get from religion and faith and stuff like that. So we don't want to take that away, but uh, I'm kind of leaning on the fact that like, we're not the only things we're not, we're not the only things that exist in this realm. Right. Um, I'm very, very sure of that, that there are things that are around us at all times, entities. Do you think there's objective good and bad ones? Like, do you think that like a, like a something that's just a, a bad entity could latch itself and just make everything bad for you? Or do you think that it's not? So let me, let me ask you this. People. Well, I'm, like, I'm interested in this one because, and I don't, you do not have the exact answer on this, but it's if I'm agnostic or I'm atheist, right? I've never, mm. say I've never been in the church or I did and I didn't believe any of it. I'm just completely science based. I go on Amazon and I buy the top 10 most recommended how to summon a demon books, right? Mm-hmm. And I get down and I study through it like it's like a science work, like it's homework and I'm going to get straight A's. Do you think that person could actually successfully summon a demon or one of these like, evil entities that would latch or do you have to actually be bad to attract the bad could you do it from just a purely academic standpoint like you're not you're not cutting off anyone's face like hillary would you're just kind of like understanding it and saying the words i think sometimes people do it and they don't even mean to do it that energy attracts energy that you have to leave a space in yourself for that to happen do you know like that's why like sex energy and sex magic is so powerful. It's because it's like a transfer of energy between the two or more people that it's like, it's not or just animals. A, or animals. It's just not an incantation of words or something that you could learn. It's the same way that, um, you know, you get these people and they try and learn like jazz or blues on these instruments and they play it off the sheet. And it sounds the same, but it's just not like, doesn't have the fucking pow, pow. Like it doesn't have the fucking, the shine, the smack, the fucking whoop of, of somebody who is playing it like an improvising player, even playing the thing from memory that they've played it so much and they feel it and they know what it means. And there's like a deeper meaning to it, you know, um, than just playing the notes correctly. So I think just coming up and playing the notes correctly might to most people be like, oh yeah, but it doesn't have that, you know, and I think uh, faith grows over time, like belief grows and becomes stronger over time. Just like somebody who has like, uh, you know, uh, their alcohol anonymous chip, the longer you go without drinking, the more meaning that that chip as it grows and grows in number, uh, the bigger letdown it would be to fall off the wagon and have a drink again. So that's kind of the mentality behind it. Like the longer you keep it, the more proud you are, the more powerful it becomes as a talisman of your will. You could also see that as a sunken cost fallacy from the other end. But yeah. Well, yeah, like I'm 13 years sober now almost. And for me now to go start drinking and doing drugs again will be in one side, like, yeah, you've done it. You've been off them for long enough. Work away. But the other side would be like, geez, man, that's 13 years wasted when you could have been drinking. Like, and 
do you know, what are you even doing? Like this kind of mentality. So I think you could get a load of books off Amazon and learn how to, you know, idiot's guide to summoning fucking, you know. I, 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 I've got I've got that down already. Don't you start moving in on my territory. <laughs> but it's a fucking totally legitimate question because people could do that. Uh, I don't think fucking around they they go looking for the big guys. They don't. What, what <laughs> they, are the reasons I asked that? And, and, a, and a mid-level or a low-level entity will go into them and it won't know what to do when it has some sort of influence over us in the corporeal fifth, like fifth-dimensional being taking over a three-dimensional body. It doesn't really know what to do. It'll just make you sick and maybe not, you know, they don't detach easily and stuff like that. So you'll end up with like low-level shit and you're just like, oh man, I got a demon and what are you doing all day? I oh, just fucking sniffing glue all day, man. Just lying around like you got a glue sniffer instead of like a world dominator, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like the past live transgressions where everyone's like a king or like a prince and no one's ever like the bedpan cleaner. But like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you no exactly. one wants to be possessed by like the the glue huffer ghost, right? It's always like, oh yeah. no, the, my, my house is haunted by a serial killer with like a huge body count. Not just like, yeah, my, my dude passed out sniffing glue and now <laughs> yeah, yeah. keeps doing it. <laughs> my, my house is haunted by a Mexican gardener and every three weeks or so, all the hedges are just mysteriously clipped perfectly. Like it doesn't. So, um, but I definitely think we're, we're surrounded in this realm by entities that will never or can never have the opportunity to be in a a body because they come from a different energy source, but we all exist in the same place, you know. Like we're from something outside of this universe, allowed to live in this universe temporarily to go back to that like a like a like plugging a a wall socket in, but instead of like electricity coming out of it, it's like the socket goes in and it becomes a person for a while and then you plug it out. You know what I mean? I'm I'm down with that. One of the best ways that I think I've heard it described in a way that I related, I think it was um, a Cole Anatomy by Manly Palmer Hall, and he touches on some Rosicrucian guy's work. But um, the way that he describes it, it's like this this light, no density energy starts falling towards the Earth. This is a, a sphere model. Don't get triggered. But it starts mm. falling towards the Earth, and as it gets closer and closer to land, gravity and everything else they keep like wrapping around it, and he. Uh, mentions it almost like as a hand where you put on a glove but now mention you put on like 20 gloves that's kind of like your soul coming all the way down and becoming materialized and you walk around and, and you think like i think and i feel and i think i know what's going on but how much do you really feel with like 20 condoms on right or like 20 yeah, gloves yeah. on your hand you only feel a certain amount and then once you get back out of it then you just kind of start like shedding those layers so it's kind of the way that i visually interpret that as uh, another way is like if you've been to one of those medieval fairs and you get like the wax hand where you just keep dipping your hand that's sort of the way that i see that explanation of like the rosicrucian and the silver cords and the like yeah. your body hovers above your uh, or your soul hovers above your body when you're asleep and that's why they see sleeps and cousin of death and we're gonna have to get into all that on an on a next episode God, i'm gonna have damn. to get you back on I was getting fucking related. To be continued, we're going to yeah. have to do something on like ghosts and stuff because I feel this like. Season. Yeah. Yeah. This, this season. I, I was totally into, like, I'm, I was fucking logging into that shit, man. I just did an episode on Saturday about all this stuff and I, there was loads of thoughts I had that didn't fit in the episode. I'm like, ooh, I don't know where this stuff is coming from. This shit comes to me in my dreams now, you know? I'm getting sleep that I never got for years. And uh, 
I'm getting these like pieces of information from stuff that I've read that finally gets synthesized by my subconscious brain. Are you and, talking to Lamb? Does Lamb come down and he's like, no, I'm, I'm talking stick your to dick in here and the info comes out there. I'm talking to people that uh, are thinking about waking up, thinking about people I haven't thought about in 20 years from my real life. And I've been on like an adventure with them in my dreams. And then I went looking them up and motherfuckers are dead. Like lads are my age who died like three years ago. And he comes to me in my dreams and he tries to lead me up the steps of this cathedral. <laughs> I've got information that will lead to the arrest of the Clintons. <laughs> Three years ago. But like, I haven't talked to him for 15 or 20 years, you know. And and I don't know why I'm thinking about it. And then I go looking these people up and I'm like, oh my God. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening energetically. On Do you think in the back of your head, even for a split second, like, I won? What do you mean? Well, like if they're dead and you're reading about it, on some level, <laughs> I won. I, I wake up thinking I won because I get to be a person. And lots of things here don't. You know, I get the joy and happiness of having like a child and somebody, somebody who loves me here to make a child and raise a child with. And that's like super good energy, man. That's like, you know, 40 fucking plugs of energy. Would uh, you feel the same if you were a seahorse and you had you were the one that had to birth the like yeah. man, I'm squirting 300 miracles, yeah. I'm squirting out clouds of white stuff every day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Handfuls of miracles all day long. It, it, it's not it, weird it, as long as you're trying to make homunculi because then it's like an alchemical endeavor for enlightenment. Yeah, yeah. Just get a funnel and put all the seahorse sleds down it, my that ultimate cheat code. For anyone that listened to it this far in, this is the ultimate cheat. Kind of like, a, I mean, we're, we were both raised Catholics, so we know that you can do whatever you want as long as you say you're sorry right before you die. Like, all bets <laughs> yeah, are yeah. off. You get to go into heaven. But another one, you can jerk off as much as you want, but as long as you bury it underground and put, like, shit on top of it and then do it in, like, the moonlight, it's all kind of kosher because you're no longer wasting your seed. You're turning yeah. it into a homunculus. There's a... There's a lot of little mole hills in my backyard, and that's for sure. <laughs> a lot of gopher holes, son. What's he doing out there again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's goes, a full moon. <laughs> every time he's jerking off, he has those gloves and that trowel. Like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm just out there, like, fucking the planet. Sitting out in the garden. Some bramble hey, on my ass. There, there, if there's infinite land, then you can do that as in, long as you like. Them, right? the hole, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, bro. That's that's, that's really right. why you're so latched onto this that's concept of so infinite much. land. Absolutely, I've got you exposed, my friend. So, yeah, all right, think, well, uh, there's a lot I, more, I wanna, a lot more to be talked about. We we'll do it the next time because I, I, we could go for. A, I want to leave some cream on top. I want to leave some yeah. cream on top for the next time where we're going to put a little bit of piece of cake in the freezer and we'll pr pull back out maybe in another year, hopefully sooner. I want, I want to have you on my show much sooner than that. And we'll pick a very specific topic and uh, we will study up on it. Um, well, let's do that. And I also want to apologize ahead of time for uh, my ending commercial. Again, you probably will get arrested for it. You mentioned it a few times. You were like, oh, someone should do something about frazzle drip. Guess what, my friend? Fifteen. <laughs> so let me uh, let me just have you shout out your show where people can find you. I feel like it's almost silly because if they know about me, they should definitely know about you. And if they don't, what the hell are you doing? Just leave my video right now. Unsubscribe <laughs> to me and take all of that and put it over on Gordo and those conspiracy guys. 
Yeah, it's thoseconspiracyguys.com is the website. I just got it all jizzed up for the upcoming season. <laughs> I am in the middle of doing a Charlie Manson revisited uh, episode to give it the proper treatment. That's coming out very soon uh, after this one's released. Season nine is halfway recorded already. It's so many. We've got a, a what have we got? A Nikola Tesla revisited episode. We did Chernobyl. We did uh, uh, the Manhattan Project. Uh, we did uh, uh, what was only the Lucifer. We just did there a while ago. And uh, all the social medias is at those conspiracy guys, and we're getting kicked off of fucking everything. Can't stay. Can't have anything nice these days. Fucking bullshit. But um, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, we'll definitely do it again. It's all—it's always good fun, man. We can do this any fucking Tuesday or Wednesday. That's, you guys heard it. We're now doing the uh, the weekly those conspiracy guys Let's and, and paranoid nice. American every Tuesday. Yeah, man, I'd love to do a show, but like, you know, I'm trying to get back out in the world, man. I've been a fucking, I've been, I've been in a little. You know, you know what it's like. You get, you fucking, you have your insight. You know, my I life live ends. in a cave, dude. Like you, you've been out in the public eye way longer than me, man. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's hard, uh, but yeah, it's really good to be talking to real people. And, uh, I hope I didn't that you put you off me by t- saying about flat earth, but look, I'll send you some videos. I'll send you some books and, um, maybe I can swing you over. You might be able to, I, I like so many facets of it. I just honestly don't care enough about it to have like a strong passion one way or the other. Like if someone came and like, this is undeniable proof. The thing that I care about is infinite land, but if there's always going to be like, well, we can't really prove that part because, you know, they won't let us outside of the Arctic wall. So like, all right, well, then I don't care again. Oh, it's the mountains are giants. There's holes to the underworld on our plane. And the Hopi Indians hold the secret. Again, did you see the, Did you see them cutting the mountains in half and all the fucking pink Himalayan salt? And it looks like bacon. And it's like the giant fell down and we're, we're salting our food with his flesh, his stone flesh. <laughs> like, I'm like, ha, ha, it's so compelling. Yeah. Again, um, Septic Baby 15 for your uh, HelloFresh discount. Lucifer 15, 15% off of the Hellfire for the first week. And if you refer Gorda once you get down there, I think they might put you in the VIP suite automatically. Yeah. Uh, right next to, uh, to Paddock. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's in the what was the thirteenth floor of the four seasons in hell? Anyways. He's in the uh, the the bullet hole suite. <laughs> Headshot suite. So hang out after this uh this little commercial. We'll chat for like another few minutes. But for everybody else, go put money into your computer. Just feed it directly into your floppy disk or your CD-ROM drive uh, or your, your zip drive. Just start feeding $100 bills into it because you are going to want one of these. Frazzle Drip Funhouse. Enter, if you dare, the world of an animatronic bear whose metallic heart beats with a thirst for justice, a hunger for revenge. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, connoisseurs of the macabre and seekers of the scandalous. Your voracious appetites for chilling narratives are about to be satiated by the heart-stopping, pulse-pounding creation of paranoid American and winged sun comics. Abandoned in the dusty corners of amusement, now awoken in the murk of wickedness perpetrated by an evil elite. This is not your childhood fairy tale, but a macabre dance of vindication, soaked in crimson, a symphony of screams echoing in the dimly lit chambers of malevolence. Be prepared for an onslaught of ghastly gore and titillating terror. 
a wicked waltz through twisted hallways and blood-stained basements where only the brave dare to tread, quake at the bear's unyielding pursuit, cackle at the sharp and sardonic one-liners, shudder at the graphic, gratuitous scenes that harken back to the glory days of B-horror flicks. Frazzle Drip Funhouse is your ticket to a thrill ride of terror, a carnival of carnage where the laughs are as loud as the screams. Uncover the truth beneath the rust and the blood, and remember nothing is as it seems. Are you ready to step into the Frazzle Drip Funhouse, where the animatronic eyes are always watching, and vengeance is a game that everyone can play? Get your backer exclusive cover on Indiegogo. For more information, visit ParanoidAmerican.com.